Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another banging episode of the Con Boogies podcast. Great to be back after another week off. Myself, Mike, Mark, and Sean are back to talk comics, books, and sports, the, the like. This week in sports, some Michigan mayhem to discuss. Daytona, the last race before the playoffs is happening this weekend. We check in on the MLB, NFL preseason also, and college football also starts this weekend. And over in comics, we have eh, one week to talk comics because I just got last week's comic books this week. But we also have a Spider-Man trailer to talk about. Josh Williamson is taking over Batman. Disneyland unveils Genie Plus. And me and Sean discuss what if. But all that and more on a brand new episode of the Come Boogies podcast. Join us, please. Thank you. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Comic Boogies podcast. Please crack open a drink, if you will. Tonight I have a nice light Coors Light for everyone. You know, a little leftover from a party we had a couple weeks ago. We'll get into that a little bit later. But um, again, welcome back. Episode 123 of the Comic Boogies podcast is here. Uh, you'll just have to bear with us for a few more weeks of doing this whole every other week BS thing. Um, but yeah, I'm getting more and more used to the work schedule. But it's uh, nice to see your guys' faces. Uh, before we talk to each other, uh, I'd like to let everyone know that like every single week we're brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today, Wednesday, August 25th, 2021 is New Comic Book Day. It's Previews Week, one of my favorite uh, weeks of the month. I'm getting 13 damn books. Uh, can't wait. How are you guys doing? Episode 123, man. Definitely good. It's crazy because these uh, every two weeks are starting to feel longer and longer, but... Happy year, you know, transitioning good to the new job. I know Mark's back working, doing his thing. All the kids are back in school. We're all healthy, it seems like. Thank God. Family's doing good. Cannot complain. Mark, how you doing, brother? Good, 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 man. I know you can't complain, but there's one thing I'm going to complain about right now is that damn summer's almost damn over. <laughs> you know how we, <laughs> here in America, we gauge uh, spring, winter, I mean, I, I gauge it by, you know, when spring ends, when Memorial Day comes around, you know, summer's going to start. When Labor Day comes around, you know, summer's damn about to damn near end. But, uh, yeah, we're uh, continuing here. We do need the rain. So looking forward to the fall and the winter seasons. These damn fires are crazy. I don't know if you guys have checked it out, but the AQI, the Air Quality Index in South Lake Tahoe, and I believe Tahoe in general, is just crazy, man. I mean, I think... We, I, what was it two or three years ago here when it got that bad and it was orange and the sky the sun i think that was last year actually but i mean it's been pretty bad down here but i think you can probably add times two to what 
Lake Tahoe was dealing with uh, tourists, uh, vacationers. They are canceling their plans for the Labor Day weekend. They were going there, and uh, it's crazy, man. I mean, California is just on fire, I mean, literally and figuratively, every year um, in the summer. But it's just crazy, man. It's scary that when I drive to Tahoe in certain areas of my drive now, when I go visit up there because it's three hours from where we're at, crazy that I'm going to see a bunch of burnt forest wildfire land now instead of the beautiful, you know, trees and Sierra Nevadas that I'm used to. But here we are, man. Uh, crazy. Uh, get to see you guys again. It sucks doing it every two weeks. I feel like, you know, every two weeks seems like it's three or four, but uh, love to talk to my brothers. But uh, yeah. How are you guys, man? Excited to do 123 with you guys. Let's get it. Welcome all the fans from around the globe. Yes, sir. Welcome everybody that's tuning in live. Uh, we love you. And yeah, thank you to TI Comics. Uh, Mike's not seeing our guy as much, but nonetheless. No, uh, I'm not seeing him any. <laughs> right? Yeah, so. But he's still our sponsor, and uh, thank him for that. And uh, thankful for you guys to be able to record tonight, man. Let's get it. Yeah, dude, I, I saw f- the first few patches of, like, brown leaves on my tree. There it is. So the, it, it's starting, Mark, like you get said. Get the rake. Get that rake. Yeah, the, the Autumn wind is coming in or what? Yep. No, dude, I think the f- I have to, man. I I have to spend one of those first few pay. I have to, like, spend, you know, <laughs> money on a, on a leaf blower. I have to. The first, like, you know, present to myself after this getting this new job is I'm going to get myself a leaf blower. I can't do that. My yeah. hands, my forearms, my shoulders. Got, it'll go to work. Good use. Yeah. I mean, each time I do it, whether it be every day, every other day or whatever, it takes me like over an hour. And yet when the leaf blower is here, it takes me 10 minutes to do it. And then, you know, it's cool because, you know, with the green bin, you know, you get a green bin with your all your tree stuff. But like all those leaves, just rake it into one big pile and they come in and, and grab it anyways. But, you know, enough about household chores. Let's uh, <laughs> let, let, let's get into the podcast hope everyone is doing well like mark said thank you so much for joining in on youtube and uh twitch uh joe what's up comic bookies what's up joe thanks what for up, joe? uh for joining there in a little, a little late this week uh, i had to redo my skype so the whole ndi the whole ndi souls thing was <laughs> messing up so i had to like kind of redo it so um, joe. But, but here we are but here we are cheers to you joe hopefully hopefully you're at home safe and have a nice uh cold drink with you uh, sports. Let's get into sports first. So MLB. Let's check in on the MLB. So we didn't do it a couple weeks ago. So it's literally been now a month since we've checked in on Major League Baseball. Um, the A's and Giants just had a series. Uh, the A's had it. The A's had like literally a sweep. Wait, 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 wait. Before you continue, you know, okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm the type of man that I could be a hater at times, but I'm also a lover. I'm a Libra like my hermano here, Sean. We're both lovers, not fighters, right? But you know me, man. I got to give respect. Where I got to give credit where credit is due. And I got to pay okay. my respect to Sean's team right here, the San Francisco Giants. You know, we're two to one on this podcast as A's fans with me and Mike uh, yeah. uh, sporting that elephant. But, man, uh, look at the Giants, dude. Who would have thought of this? Hey, you know, best best record in the league. I mean, they, they killed us. Or, I, mean, I mean, they took two out of three from us. But, uh, man, congratulations to Giants fans out there. I know a lot of our listeners are from the Bay Area. Congratulations to Sean. And, man, I mean, they're killing it, dude. It'd be great to have a battle of the Bay 
But um, with them killing us, I think we we're not even I don't know if we're tied anymore with Boston for that wild card spot. But uh, that'd be kind of crazy to have a battle battle with the Bills right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're so. a game up. We're a game up on Seattle right now. So go ahead, Mike. My bad, brother. I just have yeah. To no, no, no. It's okay. Specs. I mean, I mean, yeah. I give. I give. You know. <laughs> what did What did I say? <laughs> I can't give it as a damn thing. What, what did <laughs> I, I say? Give, I, I'm sorry. I can't give a damn thing. You know I, I think the best way to describe the Giants is the meme. <laughs> Who didn't see this? Some, not me. <laughs> I, I, I see this. <laughs> what did I say on the podcast? All right. Look at us. Look at us. Let's do the thought. Not me. A couple weeks ago on the podcast, what did I say, guys? I said, hey, it's a new decade. Last decade, they won 2010, 12, and 14, right? Hey, what if they win uh, 2021, 23, and 25? I think think for, like, the fan looking at it now, I mean, I admit, you know, we're at a point in the season where, like, okay, I, I, as a freaking, you know, diehard fan, it's still hard for me to believe what we're doing, especially with the roster we have. Again, who we've interviewed in the past that said we were probably going to be in last place. Uh, I didn't see this. God, come on now. Freaking 82 and 44. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? I I just think that right now, obviously, I I don't like to use the word overachieving because you do reach a point where, hey, we're just playing good baseball with what we have. I do believe in the whole Farham Farham Zaidi. Is that his name? Mm Zaidi? You guys, you know, hey, you know what? Seeing what he's been able to put together, he put a group of misfits together and we're just playing some damn good baseball right now. The Dodgers are breathing down our neck and like. I think some people have that, oh, now you guys have to go win the World Series. We have to. Starting the season as a team that should have probably ended up in last place. We make the playoffs. You already won this season. You've already, of course, the World Series is always the goal. But, like, I don't know. It's just been really, really good to watch, man. And, I mean, you guys, too. You guys may be, like, struggling. But if 13 games over 500, 70 and 57 is struggling, then, hey, I'll take that any day also. Yeah, it's true. And then with the injuries, I mean, if we have a good rest of August and into September, we can get close to that 100 win mark, like Casey Pratt was saying. But um, but yeah, and and it was it was also a good series. You know, the A's, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. They, you know, they they could have had that sweep, but you know, but they gave up a two run home run in the ninth. The next day, they gave up a two run home run in the eighth. But but at the end of the day, that's not like oh freaking bullpen. Yeah, it's like half that, but it's also half of like timely hitting and just clutch baseball by the Giants. You know. Stuff that we that we saw ten years ago, you know, geez, it's just ten years ago. Do you believe that? Eleven years ago, since they won the first out of three, it's crazy. Um, but I mean, it's going to be a great rest of like the last what five weeks of the season, uh, and into the playoffs. Looking at the wild card right now, uh, you have the Yankees and the Reds, of course, the AL East. The Rays are in first. Yankees and Red Sox are in first and second in the wild card. The A's a game and a half behind the Red Sox. And the Mariners coming up two and a half games behind the Red Sox. And, of course, the Dodgers, they're up 11 games on the third place Padres, which who are only a half a game behind Cincinnati, who surprisingly is doing pretty well. Cincinnati, like, not very good away from, the, uh, you know, from stadium, but they're pretty good at home. Um, just playing, I, I, I think uh, it looks like a meek central this year, fellas. The Cubs are down there. Pittsburgh's yeah. down there. Philadelphia's down there. Like, so. Besides two or Milwaukee, three wild card teams. 
Rangers have the inverse. Rangers have the inverse of the Giants' schedule. Instead of 82 and 44, they're 44 and 82. Jeez. I know, right? I think it's still two. Is is it still two, Sean? Like I don't think. I think it is two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Two. No. Yeah. Okay. I think it's. I think the only change was that it was a three-game series, not the just one-game playoff. Because yeah, the A's finally won one last year against the White Sox. A's better fucking get it going, too. Yeah, you guys are freaking yeah. on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, game and a half, five games away from Houston, so we're, we're within striking distance. The only team that really looks like they're like far and away, I mean, Milwaukee's nine and a half over the Chicago Cubs, and the White Sox are over the Cleveland Generals. So, I mean, something to look forward to. You know, some of these those teams are pulling away. I mean, it's going to be a good race for the East, too. Boston kind of fell off a little bit. Yankees are only four and a half games behind Tampa Bay. So it's going to be some good races to end the season. And you know what? The Dodgers are only three games under the Giants. So all it takes is one week of like losing five of of six or, or whatever, five of seven. And boom, you're in second place. You've been in the first place the whole year. And all it takes is 10 days of bad baseball. Poor timing. And the Dodgers are hoisting the NL West of 2021. Who knows? So it's going to be interesting. Odds, Mark. What do we have? Who's... uh? Moving up those odds in the World Series. Or you want some odds, some odds. The American League. Let's look at some. uh, Let me see. Let me see. World Series. team in baseball. The Yankees, they're probably up there, I'm sure. Man. It's crazy. Oh, they're on an 11-game winning streak. Damn. 11. Yeah, I see that. I actually. They're looking like they're going to make that first wild card right now. The New York Yankees, man. I think that. Man, the A's, like I said, they really needed those two They want, that they lost to San Francisco in. But, I mean, they're still there, still a while to go. I mean, they're, they're want, playing bad baseball at the wrong time, dude. They're 2-8 they and eight over the last 10. It's not looking Ooh. good right now on a four-game losing streak. Yeah, and then your pitcher got smacked in the face. I mean, that's yeah, a big— Yeah, he took a, took a beeline a, to the noggin. Yeah. That's a big blow to World Series winner. I'm sorry they are not giving the Giants much love. Why? They don't think. Not. I mean, they've been doing it all season. I don't know why they wouldn't be able to carry it in the postseason. I mean, they're handicapping their pitching, I'm thinking. But, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, there's still pretty good odds. But the maybe, Dodgers. Maybe experience, you know, like once you get there to that stage, it's a little different. And the Dodgers well, have been there. Different. You know, two, three years in a row winning one. So, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised. But then again, you were also surprised that they won three out of five, too. You know, it was just the team that they put together. They after every World Series win the next year, they didn't even make the playoffs. So it's just like one of those years where they struck when the iron was hot. They played great defense, timely hitting, amazing pitching, especially in the playoffs, you know, from these teams. And maybe you'll get that again or maybe you'll just get an utter dominance by you know, L.A. in the West. I don't. I mean, in the Brown, NL. Yeah. I don't know. Los Angeles Dodgers three to one sitting currently right now. Houston Astros four and a half to one. You got the Rays six to one. The White Sox six and a half to one, which is equally there on par with the Giants at six and a half to one. The Brewers eight to one. The Yankees eight to one. The Braves playing pretty damn good baseball, but sixteen to one. And unfortunately, Mike. Unfortunately, I mean, you got the Boston Red Sox. I mean, 20 to one sitting there. I mean, they were doing pretty damn good. I mean, weren't they leading their uh, division in the beginning of the season for a pretty long time, if I'm not mistaken? 
they but, were um, they were leaders in the division like like a month ago, I think. Yeah, but not too long ago. Like the Yankees I mean, were down there, and then the Red Sox mm-hmm. and Rays were fighting over it. The Red Sox were in first place like a month ago, guaranteed. I mean, and that's the beauty of the baseball season, as long as it is, you know. I mean, the ebbs it, and flows of the season. That's it. I mean, you got to stay healthy. You, uh, it's crazy. You gotta get hot uh, at the right time, man. That's 100, it. A hundred, and sixty-two, and unfortunately, Michael and Sean Connery, um, our A's, <laughs> Mike, have been slipping, 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 going to the. the. <laughs> hey, Ladies and gentlemen, Marfagundes on the mic. There it, it is. is. Uh, Catch me karaoke. Um, by the way. Bud Light, I've been trying to test different <laughs> seltzers, as I've said, and I'm going to have to give a – before we get to our Oakland A's odds quickly, let me give a plug to Bud Light Seltzer and their summer package. Uh, I think it's a special – I said that I wanted to review a couple seltzers since they become so popular, and you go to Total Wine or BevMo, and it's just a whole shelf full of them now. So there's got to be some that are better than Truly and White Claw, right? Best ones I've tasted so far – Bud Light Summer Steltzers. It comes with summer ice, blue raspberry, and a cherry limeade. Ooh, um, cherry limeade? Yes. yes. Oh. And they don't have like that fizz. You know, kind of sometimes when you have the Steltzers and you – like after you wash it down, it's kind of like like stings a little bit, you know, with the Steltzers. Bud Light, no sting, baby. So uh, highly recommend Bud Light. Comic bookies are always looking for new sponsors. So uh, if you want to – There it is. But I actually have a surprise for the fans when we come back from our break to talk comics. It's going to be a truly sad moment uh, oh, for, for myself and the Comic Bookies podcast. Mm. But anyways, uh, some some people to say hi to. Squiggles, what's up, guys? Squiggles, what's going on? Welcome to the uh, chat. Uh, Squiggles says, Mark, that you have a voice of an angel. And also Aaron. <laughs> what's going on, Aaron? What's up, hey, guys? Hey, Doug. What up, A-Ron? Let- Hold, hold on. A, so, may, so maybe we can. So make me. It makes it easier for Bud Light and Anheuser Busch to sponsor us. Should I hit them with the best uh, NASCAR pose? You know, when they get out of the car and they're handed a Coca Cola or a Monster, when you know they want a damn water, but mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have to yeah, make, that make sure that name is showing. Make sure that name is showing. So, guys, yeah. let's get back into baseball. Oakland Athletics, Mike, unfortunately, we also got a lot of Oakland Athletics fans here. Um, 28 to 1. We've been seeing their odds slip, slip into the few. No, but really, though, um, I think they were 12 to 1 earlier in the season, Mike, 16 to 1. And they've just been climbing, 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 and it's not looking too good. It sucks, but uh, still got faith, like we said, man. Yeah, I mean, faith to make the wild card and possibly to get out of the wild card, but you have to deal with those Eastern teams, you know? I mean, the Chicago White Sox hit the piss out of the ball last year, but, you know, it's just the Yankees and Red Sox, you know? It's just... That doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter who's on those teams. Once you travel East and once you just get into the... Into the the the, the not so friendly confines of Fenway Pack and the new uh, Yankee Stadium. I don't know. There's just something happens to them and they crumble under the pressure. So I'm not I, expecting much, especially how they've been playing the last ten days, ten games. I, wa- I wasn't expecting the Padres to be this far behind from first place Me in the either, West. Either, bro. But, they're double digits for second place. Yeah, they're looking pretty bad right I now. I mean, they're hanging on to Tatis Jr. like a hubcap in the fast lane, man. I mean, that's all they got to sell some tickets <laughs> right now because 14 and a half back, oof, it's not looking too good for the suck it easy, sand easy. But nah, uh, much yep. love to San Diego, man. 
I know that uh, your former mayor is running for uh, to try to take Governor Newsom's spot. So uh, we'll see how <laughs> that goes. Go. Yeah, so we'll give another check-in in a couple weeks, uh, two, three weeks, and we'll also start giving some odds on if any of you put in any money for your Rookie of the Years, your MVPs, your Cy Youngs, and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, so we'll get more into that uh, next week. Uh, but let's get into right now, honestly, my second, one of my second favorite sports, one of my second favorite sports. How, how the hell does that work? But anyways, uh, one of my favorite sports right now going is NASCAR. I mean – just like comic books, just like this podcast, I've kind of gone all in. I'm just going to say this off on the side. I've gone all in on like soccer, like of especially course. the EPL and NASCAR, like me, like my how my personality is. Like when I really get excited about something, I like go all in. So comic books, I just took off and like I subscribed to like 15, 20 stories right off the bat. All, all of course, being DC because I didn't know what the hell else to read. And now like NASCAR, it's like I don't even watch – I watch so much more NASCAR than I do baseball, hockey, and, and basketball. Especially so during, much more? Especially I during mean, the regular season. On once a week. I don't know how much <laughs> more you can watch, my guy. <laughs> well, I mean I mean, if you want to talk like NASCAR the sport too, I mean I'm watching a few of those Michael Roots videos too. So if you want to – you know, some of those live streams that he runs is pretty funny too. <laughs> but I mean just – yeah. I mean you get soccer two days a week sometimes, sometimes just one day a week. Mm-hmm. I, and I and I swear it's like I get home at 6:30 in the morning on Sundays now. I fall asleep and then like I have to be up by green flag. So if it says 11 11:30, I'm up about 20 to 25 minutes after that time because that's usually when they drop green flag. But I have to be up. So especially this weekend uh, after the mayhem that went on at Michigan, uh, Ryan Blaney takes I think his second or third win of the season. Uh, you have the second Daytona race coming this weekend, the last race before the playoffs start. Um, yeah. I, Actually, finally, you know, I think what since we've been taking every other week off, we've run into courses where we couldn't talk about it, like the Indianapolis road course. And what was the other one that we couldn't talk about because there was no, you know, data no track history on it. Yeah, you know, like exactly. So, you know, finally, something we can actually talk about Daytona. There's no road course or nothing. It's just actually the big ass oval. So, so I'm excited. Damn time. Talk I'm, about excited. That all. I'm excited. I'm no excited. So, so let's discuss. Space. Let's discuss. What are we discussing? Are we, are we talking Michigan or are we talking I mean, Daytona? Yeah, I mean, go back. I mean, I wasn't able to watch a, a lot of the race. I was out in SF just uh, did I. hanging out with friends and stuff. But, yeah, I caught the last, Damn. like, uh, 20, 25 laps or whatever. And um, and Ryan well, Blaney takes it. He he over you know he overtakes uh, the Hendrick boys and Larson and, and, uh, and Byron. It was a really good end of the finish to the race and i had hoped that i'd watch the whole thing hoping that the whole race was kind of like that so it was really enjoyable those last 20 laps it did look pretty good and shot out ryan blaney um because i usually would have took logano in this spot to finish top forward but i actually took ryan blaney not expecting him to win i could have got better odds maybe about 12 to 1 i think if i would have took him for the win but who would have thought that so i took him on a last minute, I mean, I had to scratch. I mean, it was a gang time decision, and I scratched Joey Logano because, see, this is how handicapping comes into perspective. And I'm not saying this is why he crashed or anything. Joey Logano, my guy, he hasn't been as good lately. But I caught wind that week that he, his spotter and Brad Kozlowski's spotter actually switched positions. So um, TJ Majors went over to the number two car. 
the number two car. I don't know his name, but he came over to spot for Joey Logano. If you remember, TJ Majors was Dale Earnhardt's old uh, spotter when he was damn near. I mean, he was that's how Dale Earnhardt won those Daytona 500s. I mean, TJ Majors, in my opinion, is one of the best spotters in the game at relaying information to his driver. And he was Joey Logano's spotter. And now he doesn't have him. So. I, that was a game-time decision. I said, you know what? Blaney did pretty good finishing second at that road course in Indy. And I said, you know, I'm going to take Blaney this week. I took him to be the top-performing Ford, and what do you know? Guy wins the whole good race. Call, so, my man. Thank, I like thank it. you, Mr. Ryan, for that. We are the Comic Bookies podcast for a reason. Uh, we are the bookies uh, anyway. but No, we're not the bookies, actually. I, I don't want to be the damn bookie. That's too much work. But uh, no. Right. <laughs> Going into, I mean, I actually know somebody that's going to this race live in Daytona, oh, and a uh, lucky guy. But uh, it's a Saturday night race. Excited Ooh, for it. No. Yes, yeah, Saturday. Oh, ooh. You better, you better you have that handy YouTube TV on your phone going, ooh. Mike. I can't do that, dude. You didn't know it was a Saturday nighter. I did not. I did not know it was a Saturday nighter. God dang it! Actually, when I found out, I actually found out it was a Saturday nighter before, and I thought it was on Labor Day weekend. And I was like, oh, maybe it's Labor Day weekend. That's why it's on Saturday night. Do you but, have anybody sitting next to your queue, or do you have the nice little wall that blocks your left I, side? I'm Look, pretty. Se- I'm pretty separated. I um, <laughs> I don't get put into my new cube until September 10th, like my permanent yeah. one. So I'm like using someone else's right now, but I can't. You guys are live. You guys can oh, see the yeah. depression on Michael Biella's face right now. Damn it, man! I can know it was Saturday his, night. I mean, one of his sec- his. I mean, it's his second top favorite sport right now, guys. Can't watch <laughs> it's, it's, it. Uh, it's, watch, it's one of my everything. second favorite sports. <laughs> and back to that, actually, asshole. You know what? It's easy for it to be your second damn favorite sport when your damn drivers winning every damn thing on four wheels these days. Yeah, paint scheme for last week and this, and this week. Oh. I'm starting to think with Mike, anything that his team is winning becomes his favorite sport. <laughs> it's just like rotation. It's like secular <laughs> rotation. rotation. No, 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 no. I mean, it, if you still ask me, I still would take like um, a, a Raiders it. Super Bowl, an there A's World is. Series, and a Shark Stanley Cup. I would take all three of those over uh, a Champions League win by Man U or a championship uh, from Kyle Larson for sure. But like actually just like watching it and enjoying it, of course, it makes it easier to watch the whole sport when the person or the team that you like is actually doing better than, you know, the Raiders or the Sharks or the A's in the playoffs, you know? I mean, don't worry. You just picked up the linebacker for uh, Perryman from uh, Carolina, baby. So uh, yeah. And according to Aaron and Squiggles, uh, the A's need to pick up Chris Davis. I see enough strikeouts with Chapman. I don't need to see any more strikeouts. Every like 20 at bats have a home run. Yeah, Chris Crush Davis. Hey, where, where's he? Where's he playing right now? I think I've seen on Twitter that he's playing like with the minor league team right now or something. Yeah, I think, he, so. I think, I think he's in somebody's was... organization right now. Yeah, I forgot who's, but yeah, you apparently want they the want two, Chris two, Davis to come up, and two, I know. 220 average but you get 20 bombs i'm sorry back to daytona guys yeah so back to daytona um actually my speaking of kyle larson his last two races there uh in february of 2020 so the daytona 500 he finished top 10 in 10th place and the daytona 500 in february of this year he finished 10th so actually he's not a great you know restrictor plate racer you know you know, historically speaking, but the last two top 10 actually fit, finishing in top 10 in some stages leading a lap or two. So yeah, we'll see about him winning, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he'll win. 
if you guys want some odds real quick, we can get in uh, get into them real quick before I get into it. Yeah, yeah. I got a little bit of NASCAR news. Uh, Denny Hamlin, guys, right now, seven and a half to one to win the Coke Zero Sugar 400, yeah, by the way. Track record there for sure. By the way, Coke Zero Sugar, if you guys uh, like Coca-Cola, which millions all over the world do. And if you guys are invested in KO, such as uh, yours truly here, um, Coke Zero Sugar, supposedly with the new uh, flavor that they uh, I haven't even tasted it yet. But supposedly they, re- they reinvented the flavor for Coke Zero Sugar, guys. So oh, okay. go, get, go get your half diabetes on uh, and, uh, and drink some Coke. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Sugar. Yeah, fake sugar. Yeah, even worse for you probably, but get the yeah, real stuff. Oh, it get the is. Real stuff there. Get that real molasses. Kyle Larson, eleven to one, not even in the single digits. Only driver we got is DH Denny Hamlin in the single digits. Chase Elliott, twelve to one. Joey Logano, twelve to one. Like I mentioned earlier, without that spotter, I think at a track like this with a spotter that you've only worked with with what for one week and got taken out, I think it's going to be hard for him. Who do you know? Ryan Blaney, twelve to one. The same. I could be looking at him for the top four again, but he seems to get into a lot of trouble down there in Daytona Beach, Florida. William Byron also twelve to one. Austin Dillon, a guy who needs a win. He's won at here before this exact same race. Let's see if he can do it again. Kozlowski's sixteen to one. Bush sixteen to one. I mean, we're getting down to the big guys now. But um I mean Almarola twenty to one. He's pretty good. He has a win. So we don't know how hard he's gonna push it. But uh yeah, guys. You guys see any value? Let the fans uh, hear it. It's I mean I don't know about value, but I got a question for you, Mark. I mean, there's three drivers now who, you know, are, you know, there's only three more spots left to make the playoffs. Um, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick are pretty much a lock to make the playoffs. Now you have Tyler Reddick sitting in this last 16 spot at 677 points. And it looks like 25 points less at 652 is Austin Dillon. Um, Do you expect some, you know, some... Yeah, some like, aggressive driving this race like just from those two guys like how do you see this race playing out with with you know if tyler reddick gets a dnf and austin dillon you know i don't know if he just needs to then f- just finish or at least finish in the top 10 but i can feel you know i i can feel it matt De- obviously guys like chris busher ricky stenhouse ross chastain matt de benedetto they all have to win to get in but um austin dillon i mean if tyler reddick uh, takes a spill and gets a dnf and austin dillon gets a decent finish that would probably put him into the 16th spot if i'm not mistaken we'll see man i think that those chevys from childress are going to be pretty quick the eight and the three of reddick and uh um and Dylan, respectively. I know, right? Teenage. But man, that Matt Benedetto guy, man, that you're mentioning, uh, he wants it. You know, he's gonna lose his ride. Um, to um, who's coming in? It? It's um the Haley. Oh, it's not Haley. It's the old uh his Burton Jeb Burton or not? What's his name? Uh, Burton from the Xfinity series. I forgot. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot his name, but yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the in the 20 car right now. I mean, I'm just <laughs> been a blank right now, but the, he drives a 20 Xfinity car right now for Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity series, but he's going to be coming into the 21 Wood Brothers Ford and I think that Matt Benedetto has a lot to prove. I mean, all of the Team Penske drivers are already in the playoffs, obviously. And obviously, the 21 car is a sister team in alliance with Team Penske, the Wood Brothers is. So I could see 
you know, if it's coming down to it and, you know, I can see maybe a four driver helping Matty D get there. But obviously it's a long race. It's a grueling, daunting race. And you obviously have to get to the end and survive all the big ones. But um, all I the mean, big ones. That's it's, right. It, it's crazy to see Martin Truex also kind of down here. You know, he's uh, Joe Gibbs. He's performed pretty good at track at plate tracks before plate tracks being um tracks that actually they have put a they call them plate tracks because there was a stricter plate that they put on top of the carburetor back in the day to make the cars run slower because if they didn't they'd be going 220 225 and it's just not safe for cars to get going that fast on a track like this to get airborne um so yeah that's why they call them plate uh plate tracks there's only two talladega and daytona if you guys don't know so sorry from if you guys didn't know but i give you guys a little definition on what it is but i think that martin truex at 25 to 1 that's pretty good value i think that he's in, he could actually has potential of being up there you know and even like a michael mcdowell that won the daytona 500 i mean this this get this we all know this track this race is a crapshoot and why not take you know higher odds just throw a couple you know beer money on it if you will I mentioned well, I, earlier. Go ahead, Sean. I think adding to what Mike said is actually a big thing, too, with Austin Dillon. If he doesn't need to even win, I mean, 16 career races, half of them he has a top 10, and he has a win there. So, I mean, he's definitely someone I think we have to watch out for this weekend. He has his second best average finish at 14th place, but again, he does have a win. with. That's a pretty yeah. good volume, you know, history of races with 16. So Yeah, I yeah, think all I those think guys... Yeah, I think Reddick, I think Dylan, DiBenedetto, maybe a couple more of those guys, they're going to just concentrate on themselves and just to win the race. Like they're, I, I think it's going to be an aggressive race. I think it's going to be a, uh, a boatload of cautions, you know, and who knows? It could be one of those ones where someone in the back of the field the whole race sitting in the late teens, 20s, you know, all yeah, the top 20 get taken out from all, all, you know, a couple big ones, and then they get in there and win, you know, who knows? It, we could see like a Bubba Wallace sneak in there. I mean, he he finished second place a couple years ago. He he could sneak in. You know, Chris Buescher's actually had a really good season overall. Um, I would like to see him get in to one of those last couple spots. But yeah, who knows? It's gonna be a good one. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's it, it's looking like just one more spot is available. Uh, Harvick and Hamlin with all those points look like they're gonna be locks. But gonna be exciting. Uh, we talked about Xfinity earlier with Burton coming over to the 21 car. A little bit of NASCAR news if you guys didn't see it. But Emmett Smith colliding the world of NASCAR and NFL. But Emmett Smith uh, joins uh, driver Jesse Iwuji uh, in a part ownership for uh, Xfinity Series car, Iwuji is fielding his own team as an owner driver, and Smith is hopping along. I don't know too much of the um, of the whole everything, but I mean, it says here, you know, it, it, he's joining a lot of like basically what they're talking about is how the sport is just, you know, you got Joe Gibbs. You got um didn't Alvin Kamara do something uh recently with I one of the teams? Did, yeah. Well he's well he's currently like an like somewhat of an ambassador, you know, to his community and to like like he's kind of like a voice of maybe like marketing for um uh NASCAR, just you know, to get more faces watching the TV and, you know, more football fans like, Hey, Alvin Kamara, one of my favorite players. Hey, I'm a Saints fan. Let's, let's mm -hmm. bring him over. Like he's been, you know, to a couple of races over the last couple of years. It's really cool what he's doing. 
So Alvin Kamara, exactly. So you have Alvin Kamara, then you got Pitbull hopping along. You got Michael Jordan. You Jordan. know, I mean, you're getting all these um, personalities that want to get into this sport, which I think is good. Another thing, you know, with this relationship that we got here is that other than Bubba Wallace, you know, now we're going to have, um, you know, an African-American driver competing in a NASCAR Cup Series owned by Michael Jordan. And then we're going to have, you know, uh, you know, African-American driver in the Xfinity series uh, with part ownership of um, uh, Emmett Smith, the next awesome. uh, running back for the Dallas Cowboys, along with Pitbull in partnership with a Mexican driver. So I, I don't I think NASCAR is obviously kind of trying to align itself with uh, more uh, diversity, if you will. It started long ago as well, like with Kyle Larson being half Japanese and, you know, with the with the Daniel Suarez has even been in the game for a little bit, but I mean, and then they got Juan Pablo Montoya too to jump over. Yeah, I mean Marcus Ambrose, the Australian that mm. that drove for uh, Richard Petty in the nine in the Stanley car a couple years ago. But man, what can I, mean, I say? It, but it's not like it's not like they're like grasping at straws, you know, or like being like really desperate as to far as you know to diversify itself because some of those drivers are they're good. You know, like, wouldn't you say that that most of those drivers deserve to be in their spots? It's not like, oh, you know, Pitbull is going to come and own a team, so he has to have a Latin American driver or whatever. No, like Daniel Suarez deserves to field a a car. So it's pretty cool that they get to do that at the same time. They get to, you know, have representation. They're trying to market to other, you know, people in America and around the world to tune into NASCAR. But at the same time, they're also putting quality drivers in their seats. Yeah, and. And at the same time, I mean, you also you also I mean, I'm pretty sure that the relationship that Bubba Wallace has with Michael Jordan now, this uh, Iwuhu, uh, Jesse Iwuji with uh, Emmett Smith and, you know, even Daniel Suarez, because, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of when you see a lot of these teams being um, built and constructed, such as Daniel Suarez, such as Bubba Wallace, I mean, these seemed like they were drivers kind of on their way out. And in a way to kind of bring, like I said, diversity into the sport, it seems that like Bubba Wallace, I think, was going to lose the ride with Richard Petty. Right. So that's and then Michael Jordan came along. Hey, we'll team up with Denny Hamlin. We'll start our own team. And then it's like I think um, Daniel Suarez, he was like getting kicked out of, you know, Joe Gibbs going on to his, uh, you know, pursuing different stuff in his career. And then, you know, Pitbull and Trackhouse came along and gave him a chance I don't know too much, like I said, about this Jesse kid, but I, I, obviously I'm not going to say he was on the way out because I've never heard of him. But, I mean, he's he's got his relationship with Emmett Smith. And, you know, sometimes these drivers get kind of saved by these deals. You know, uh, I, who knows where Bubba Wallace would have been driving for, you know. But now he's in one yeah. of the top top Toyotas. I, I mean, I wouldn't say win-wise, but there's not too many Toyotas that are fielded. And he's like, what, the fifth or the sixth one. So he's getting a lot of help from Joe Gibbs and a lot of money flowed in through the Jordan brand, which, by the way, Jordan, how much did he make just by having Messi signed with Paris St. Germain? Seven hundred something million in just jersey sales because of Messi. Just ridiculous. I mean, guys just know how to be a businessman. You know what I mean? But yeah, this is Jesse. Jesse Awuji, let me let me give you a little bit of uh, factoids. Um, I actually saw him like earlier this year or last year, like what like whatever race they do that really really commemorates the veterans and stuff. He was like the grand marshal, or he was there. Like I remember seeing him. Like oh, oh that, that's cool. Who was that guy? And he was also a racer. So right now he competes part time in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. 
in the numbers 33 and 34 for you know for the Chevy slash Toyota respectively for the Rayum Rayume Brothers Racing. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sorry, but so yeah. So, but he's also a lieutenant commander in the. He was a lieutenant commander in the United States Navy Reserve. So I mean, so he's also military, you know. And they, so I mean, he like his story is just really, really cool. Um, just kind of you know at, at face value at, at what I'm getting at here. But no, he's our age. Shoot, he just turned 34, Sean. So he's a little bit older than you. He's younger than me. Yeah, man. It's great. I know. So hopefully he can do some good. Uh, on Emmett Smith's team next year, but that's pretty cool. It doesn't look like he's ever been in Xfinity series, but yeah, so part-time for the trucks. And so now he'll jump into the Xfinity series next year. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool, man. Yeah. So everyone go watch that Daytona race, not the Daytona 500, but like Mark said, <laughs> the Coke zero sugar full hunted. There we go. So let's go. So let's do football as a whole, just because, you know, preseason is like nothing really you know you know you something it. to write home about and then college football starts this week so let's do it let's encompass football as a whole this week college football starts this week with a handful of games the nfl's final week of preseason right it's only three weeks final uh starts week, uh, sir. Yeah, the final week including the uh, our, our raiders and sean's 49ers uh play which i'm actually surprised like just because they went from four to three like why do you still have the raiders and niners i thought there was a, <laughs> a reason why you didn't play them even the preseason um but anyways but yeah i mean football's back buddy i mean sean i thoroughly enjoyed watching that cameo of mr michael fabiano fantasy football yes. extraordinaire uh Listing off our draft order for our League of Mediocre Douchebags, which is happening Sunday. Uh, what's Sean that? September screwed. 5th. Sean yep. picks first, okay. huh? Sunday. No, no Sean, I have the last pick, actually. Sean picks yeah, last. Your boy Mike right back. here, he picks I, – I pick fourth. Sean picks last. Um, I think I'm going to set something up to where I can share my screen, obviously, on like a Skype call, and then we're going to do like a live um, feed of our draft. So it only take about an hour, hour and 15 minutes if people want to tune in. But, yeah, Sunday, September 5th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, anyways, so biggest story out of preseason, right? From the Jaguars, Tim Tebow is out, Ooh. and Lawrence is in as starter for Week One. So that's pretty and much Etienne what I'm. Etienne is out as well, in out. Broken foot. Travis Etienne, obviously. Oh, that's right. Clemson. Obviously, yeah. uh, Lawrence's yeah, teammate. Lawrence's yep. t- Lawrence's teammate at Clemson, drafted in the first yeah. round by the Jaguars, and now he's yeah. out, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that sucks, yeah, but um. That's like I think the one thing as fans that we just like if we get through that in preseason, then we're happy. Forget winning, losing, who's looking good. I don't want no one hurt. That's what it comes down to. I mean, these players don't even care about preseason, but yeah, bro. Yeah. Hey, no serious injuries in the no serious injuries in Santa Clara so far. That's good. Unlike last year. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) Yeah, I know we have a lot of very, very injury prone type players, but hey, thank God, you know, Kittle, Bose is looking all right, D Ford, Moster, Garoppolo. Yeah, pretty much our whole starting lineup. <laughs> Mark, what have you taken from preseason? Have you got have you been able to watch anything? I mean, I'm kind of pissed off. I mean, it was gonna happen, but the Raiders game was blacked out because like our area didn't get it, which I don't even know why they have that rule anymore, which is stupid because it was on the NFL network. And our game got blacked out, but it's not like they played another game. They just 
I couldn't watch NFL Network as a whole, so I couldn't watch the Rams and and Raiders over the weekend. So, oh, so they didn't show your guys' game period. No, it was blacked out in my area, and and then so I, when I went to go into NFL Network to like say, hey, like, like let's just watch the other game that they're uh, broadcasting. Nope, it was just unavailable. Yeah, I haven't been able to watch too much preseason to be honest with you, nor do I care too much. But um, I see that. Uh, I mean, I see that the Raiders have one, uh, Niners have one. I see, you know, Trey Lance doing some pretty good things over there in Santa Clara for uh, Sean and whatnot. But no, I mean, football is usually that sport that I don't really give a damn too much about it until um, until like it starts. Once it starts, I'm like, oh, okay, it's like something just hits me. You know what I mean? Something just hits me. It's not like. Even like the NASCAR season when it's ramping up and you got speed weeks at Daytona and the duels and you got qualifying and it's just a whole like event for a couple like weeks. And you're also getting primed for it with the with the 24 hour uh, Daytona race that they have there about three weeks before. So I get really, really juiced up for that. But with football, hey, when it comes, when it gets here, when it means something, hey, you know, I'll be tuned in 100 percent. But as of now, no, nah, I haven't watched too much. It's been keeping up with the news. Um, yeah, I, I just think that um, these starters, I think some teams weren't even going to play their starters at all, which kind of yeah. kind of weak in my opinion. I mean, I think you would try to get them a little bit of time. But, um, yeah, I mean, who am I? I I'm not I, I ain't no coach, but um, we'll, we'll see, man. Your guys' you opinions. Know, you know, the Raiders are two and oh, you know what that means. That means they're going to start the season at least 0 and 3. <laughs> Not a damn thing. <laughs> but um Sean, so why the hell do they have three preseason weeks but they don't like why is there a week in between off? Why don't they just start next week? Like what's the deal? Cuz they want to keep using that as a rest week. Pile let players week? get healthy. I mean, I Isn't mean there a week that's in between? and that's, that's what preseason's turned into, bro. They're actually I was actually watching Hard Knocks. The most recent episode from last night, some parts Gosh, of it today. They said there was a point. There was a point there was like five or six preseason games. So I mean, now they're down to three. It just comes down to injury control, bro. Alluding to what Mark says, the Chargers. They already said uh, Keenan Allen's not going to play. Eckler's not going to play. Herbert, who's just a sophomore in the NFL, who probably could use the reps, isn't going to play. So it's like I don't know, man. You know, you're kind of weighing preseason injuries and preseason kind of you know getting back into game shape so yeah uh, I mean, it's, it's it's tough man do you guys think there's they're going to come to a point where like owners are not going to see it as you know justifiable to have even the like any preseason games you know just like season games those players you need those players that are trying to make the team yeah you need preseason games yeah but i mean it, it's just like it's so watered down it's so like it just seems so unnecessary like all these stars are like opting out of bowl games now in college like not, not even playing like so you know it's i don't know you, you know i think that it was written into like maybe you know when the with the with the players union and whatnot and with the owners and when they, uh, you know, when they got this whole deal to go to 17 games and cut one preseason game away, I think that that was probably, you know, we're going to keep the, the length of the season pretty much the same. We're just going to give you guys a bye week for preseason. And, you know, you know, like like Sean said, for health, for um, risking of injury and whatnot. But here's my thing. I think. In my opinion, I would say that uh, you guys just mentioned about having no preseason. I say 
you give up you you do two preseason games and instead of having that week off in preseason the so you're so basically now what's happening with the schedule is you get a bye week for preseason and then you get a bye week in the season i mm-hmm. say you keep it at 17 games you take the preseason down to two games and then instead of having a bye week in the preseason now you get two bye weeks in the regular season you know, I don't know how many. Hold on, are are you reverting back to seventeen, or are you keeping the new eighteen? No, or I, oh, oh no, I'm sorry, 17. Eight, I'm sorry, yeah, now it's seventeen weeks. games. So you're, yeah. so you're so seventeen games. Okay, I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. Go ahead, keep going. Sorry. Like, yeah, I mean, oh, I if you if it's about injury protecting the players, which I think it should be. I mean, every week they're playing, they're practicing. I mean, it, it's kind of cool for a, for the players to you know get with their families, have a bye week. You know, and I, I know they look forward to that bye week. And how many teams every year get screwed when their bye week is like week five or week four? You know, they start bye weeks pretty damn early. I say you do that. You can got you can get a bye week earlier in the season. Every team gets a bye week later on in the season. You know, it's just uh, I think preseason we can see. You know. It's just dying. It's dwindling away like year by year. Now they got this this gap in between for what the third game of the preseason that probably no starters are going to play at all. So the starters get two, three weeks to 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 rest and whatnot. So I just think it's uh, kind of foolish how it's how they did it. Um, But, you know, you need the practice, but it's more for I feel like honestly, I feel like preseason is more for like coaches, training staff. It's just to get more into like the 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 the, the feel of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. players know what the, for the most part. The players, you know, they stay conditioned in the off season. They train with each other. They keep their bodies up to par for the most part. You know, I think they, yeah. uh, at least the veterans, kind of know where to go and what to do with it. But you know, for new training staff, rookies as well. You know, I, I think it's it, it, you need it. So um, yeah, it, it serves then, its purpose. You know. And then I'm seeing tweets and stuff that the Raiders and Rams are like, you know, doing scrimmages and stuff. So they're still like practicing mm-hmm. with each other. So Scrim- you know, you get some live reps like Carr and those guys. They, they're actually getting some live reps as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely changed. You know, the it's not the first week of February anymore. It's the second week because the Daytona 500 has been pushed from that second to the third. Sunday in February now. So, so, you know, all of that stuff, but you know, Sean, who's starting for the San Francisco 49ers week one. And then who's starting for the San Francisco 49ers after their bye week. Yeah. If they're healthy, it should be Jimmy Garoppolo the whole season. If he's okay. healthy, I'm rolling with Jimmy G and it's not even a question. I mean, the intangibles are there with obviously Trey, but for all the good things, I think people are seeing in the preseason, you're also seeing just a young quarterback, between the touch, a little bit of the accuracy, and just being young, let the kid, you know, you got a good quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Let him roll this season. Mm-hmm. And when he gets hurt, then you bring in Trey. <laughs> well, yeah, and then Jimmy G will be done, you know, at least in yeah. San Francisco, you know. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, so I don't get to see Daytona race this weekend, but Sunday at 1 p.m., Raiders and Niners, I am there. I am there on my butt at home after I wake up uh, to watch that game. So All third stringers. M- yeah, <laughs> Sunday, like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so Mark, so that's that's it with the NFL. Next in two weeks, folks, 
do not miss do not miss we'll be promoting it the best we can but uh is our annual nfl preview week we're going to have it either tuesday or wednesday of that week and of course we're going to have the episode released the very next morning so you'll get to hear us talk about not only the whole season be a long ass episode but also week one going into that first game on thursday i forgot who plays some fantasy i'm sure yeah, of course, some fantasy and stuff. But we'll have um, Russell on. I'll, um, our, our boy every year jumps on and talks about football. So we'll have Russell on. We'll have maybe another guest or two uh, throughout the night to talk fantasy and everything. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun little celebration to kick off the season. And then once that week starts, of course, then every other week we'll be hitting you up on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Or, you know, just subscribe. That's all you have to do. Just subscribe to the pages, and then you'll get the notifications when we jump on. So uh, before we end sports, before we go to our break before comic books, uh, Mark, you have a couple uh, college football games to mention this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, it's, it's we're actually getting into some college football this this uh this week. Um, there's a couple who, games. Who, who in the gonna... Mac is playing on Wednesday or Thursday? This <laughs> who, who played tonight? <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, it's not starting that early, but it is starting Saturday. <laughs> when's Marshall playing? Yeah, when's Marshall uh, playing Akron? The, the Zips. Come on now, when are they? <laughs> Hey, come on. Some action? Come on. Everybody's some action. Some, uh, hey, I love those games though. For I mean, if you're a if you're a degenerate like myself, you know, <laughs> you, got, you you hey, you you can find an edge somewhere, right? But no, uh seriously, guys, if you guys um I mean, I know all our international listeners since we uh got uh passports being stamped all over the globe these days, uh they probably don't give a damn about no American college football. But nonetheless, we do here. It's huge. We got uh, Hawaii at UCLA the first week, the first day. Actually, we got five matchups with the uh, Big Ten, Nebraska, and Illinois. Nothing too big with our hometown uh, heroes here, San Jose State. Let's see if they can uh, keep the magic going from last season. I mean, what did they uh, last season? What they lost like one or two games. I mean, they were on fire last season. So we'll see what they can do against Southern Utah. Obviously, next week. Uh, we, we get into a lot, lot more games with, uh, you know, not big matchups, but a lot more games. And obviously it's going to be, uh, in about one and a half, two weeks when we start getting into the meat and potatoes of the schedule with, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Penn state, Wisconsin, we got them coming up, which is a big 10 matchup, but we're, we're still in the beginning stages of the season where you get a lot of these, uh, you know, give them to me games for Alabama's and the boys in the SEC. So uh, San Jose State playing USC, though, second uh, first week for uh, USC. So pretty. Against I mean, two? huh? Against two? Uh, US San Jose State against USC. Oh, USC, San Jose State. Baby. Trojans, yes. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what they got, man. But uh, yeah, I'm Just excited. The old maroon and yellow. Yeah. USC starting no and won the season. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Georgia versus Clemson. Obviously, Clemson's there lost a lot, but still ranked uh, number three. That's a number five. Georgia versus ranked number three, season three. It's a revolving door, bro. And in, in three years, you're gonna be hearing about that quarterback being like, oh, he's gonna go. You know, he's one of the top five quarterbacks gonna go in the. Crazy. You know, that was used at UCLA. Um, in, in September. A lot 4th. of money for UCLA there. But yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get more into college football once it starts ramping up, man. Once these games start going, once we start seeing a little bit of field and uh, action on the pitch, 
then uh, I'll be a little bit more excited to talk about. Right now, it's all just hearsay, who who say, you know, there's too many games, too many teams, too many variables in college football to really try to dwindle it down to anything uh, serious, right? So uh, there it is, man. Stay right. tuned for more yeah. college football talk, yeah. at least from comic bookie Mark coming in the future, guys. Right, okay, Mark. Pay attention to his Twitter feed, um, at Keeping It 100. He'll be posting a bunch of, like, lines and stuff week in and week out for anybody who's willing to, uh, or who's wanting to make some money. But we're taking a little break. We are one hour in. We have about, eh, 35 to 40 minutes left in comic books, so stay tuned. We'll be back in about two to three minutes. We're going to take a little urination break and grab another yeah. drink. So stay tuned. This has been the Comic Bookies Podcast, episode 123. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be right back. You're a nation sensation. And welcome back, everyone. The end of the superhero music. You know what that means. It is comic books time and entertainment of the sort. But first, like always, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Go check out Alex on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays to get all your books, new and old. Start a pull list, and he can get you your books any way you like. You can go in there masked up and grab them yourself, curbside, or he can ship them to you via the U.S. Postal Service like he does to me. But we are truly... Truly, you can't get there. It is. We are truly blessed to have you back with us, ladies and gentlemen. This is a black plug. Truly, would have thought. Right? Not... Hey, I have to get rid of them sooner. I have to get them somehow. What am I going to give them my next door neighbors? No, I paid for them. I'm going to freaking drink them. You guys only drank like three combined. So well, what the hell? I, well, yeah, I've been the the Stelzer aficionado here, and I'll tell you, Truly is probably my least favorite. Really? But so this, it's one of those like you know you ha- take some bubblicious and just. There's so, a in flavors that are pretty good, one? though, Mark. I've tried, like, five-ish, I think. I had this Bud Light one that I just mentioned earlier, once again. Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch. It's not bad. <laughs> but um, uh, this one, then the Topo Chico, then I'd probably say White Claw, and then the Corona, and then the Truly. But I know, I've heard people that really like Truly, but, I mean, I, I didn't enjoy it as much. But um, enough I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not a triple IPA. But you know, it's something. Triple it's something. IPA. I don't know if I'd enjoy that either. Jeez. Jesus, triple. Woo. Come on now. Gotta get that. Gotta get three the uh, big three, three finger IPA. <laughs> what's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, Cat Williams when he drinks that. Yeah, some Zambuki or something. That shit doesn't let it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did have two D Nogs. Shot out Drake's oh, Brewery. Two in, in one sitting. Two D Nogs at that Lucille's barbecue. House oh, wow. House. Like yes. two 16 ounces. Um, 12, I think. They came in like goblets or whatever they Either call Either way, that's that's a, like a 9 I point like something that, bro. Uh, percent, Ooh. bro. That'll put you on your ass. That's why I hate those IPAs sometimes. Cause it's like it's like once you have IPAs, you have to come into you have to come into the IPA on an empty stomach. You have to go out the IP. You have to like really control your food because it's just they're just too filling, oh, man. Hate, That's you hate yourself. You have three Lagunitas with a barbecue dinner. You hate yourself. Oh, you day. can't have barbecue dinner with Lagunitas, bro. Oh, oh man. I, you you got to have, like have a side salad, bro. A poke hold, bowl, hold bro. The dressing. Yeah, some sushi or something. Not even. I like my I like my Asahi or my Sapporo with that sushi, boy. That, Japanese, that, that Japanese Pilsner, that's pretty good, man. I, I mean. Yeah, but I eat so much sushi that I also f- walk out of there needing to 
you know, be wheeled out in a wheelbarrow or a wheelchair with <laughs> like that big old like 32 ounce little ball that they give you or whatever, like oh, Sakura yeah. or whatever, or um, Asahi. Man, and then you have like two rolls, maybe some of your daughter, like my daughter's teriyaki chicken that she doesn't eat. Oh, or the man. tempura shrimp. And then you know you're getting a couple sake bombs on top of that. Sake bomb! <laughs> there you go there's, this, uh, but there's yeah. this dude right here real quick though he takes i don't know if he does it anymore but like he used to take sake yeah, bombs Sean, yeah he used to take the sake bomb now. with the customers we sake went there all three of us bomb. together one time yeah exactly right. shout out shout out old japanese boy i used to all take right. sake bombs with so us baby. the comic bookies podcast we talk sports uh, we talk seltzers sushi and, and now comics bombs. Belgium. So let's do it, fellas. That's a I new podcast. All the comics of the week, so I didn't have to like go up on like League of Comic Geeks. Shout out League of Comic Geeks uh, to look up all the books. But DC gives us Detective Comics 1042 again. It's gonna be every other week. Here, Mark, we're getting Detective every week that we actually record. <laughs> uh, Action Comics 1034, Wonder Woman 778, Robin number five. Superman, Son of Kal-El, number two, and I'm excited for this one. Superman versus Lobo on the Black Label side, number one, comes out this week, today. Amazing Spider-Man, number 72, Thor, 16, Wolverine, 15, Star Wars, Darth Vader, 15, Alien, number six. And the much anticipated, as, as far as I know, on like the, the dark web or whatever, Dark Hawk, number one, all these, you know... Yeah, all, all like the underground, like the Reddit yeah. places that are talking about how valuable this one's going to be, so we'll see. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's truly, truly gives me. Truly gives me uh, get that Bud Light. You get that. You get that Anheuser Busch seltzer. <laughs> Baby got a little gas. Right uh, over on the image side, Department of Truth, one of the best. Number twelve comes out. Die. That's it. Simply just die. Nineteen. Ice Cream Man twenty five. Vinyl number three and Made in Korea for you guys. Number four. Mark, I'm sure you get. You're getting vinyl as well. Uh, Boom Studios. Uh, Something is Killing the Children, 19, Once and Future, 19 as well, and then Dark Blood, number two. And over on AWA, Resistance Uprising, number five, is also out this week. So, gentlemen, um, you know what? I, I really don't have, like, a preference or whatever. You you can talk about stuff that you read from this last week. Unfortunately, we had a mishap with the DC books, so they didn't get delivered to our comic book store until Friday. Um, and so that way so, – so then that means that my books didn't get shipped out until that friday so i really didn't get last week's books until today so haven't even opened the package haven't even like dug into them so like you can talk whatever you want to talk from last week but i have a few thoughts on the books i read from two weeks ago for the fans well for last week i guess i'll go over the book i know you guys don't read uh radiant black i'm still rolling along those radiant black number seven and i like it because that one it is good I mean, it's kind of like another superhero book, but it kind of happens to the random guy who, you know, wants to write uh, books, an author, and, you know, comes upon powers, has a suit, and he starts, like, encountering other radiants, like, different colors, yellow, red, pink, and they kind of don't know, like, are you an enemy or are you not? You know, all to find out that there's, like, an ultimate radiant who's basically the villain, so kind of, you know, typical villain hero, but it's really cool the dynamics they're kind of creating between these kind of like smaller radiance, like your average Joes who basically get powers and they have to kind of work together and eventually go against this like ultimate big old radiant. Cool story so far. I'm actually really liking it. I did hit like, uh, you know, number three, number four. I'm like, okay, is it kind of getting a little slow, but it's definitely picked up. I'm liking it a lot actually. So I'm definitely going to roll with it and keep it going. 
You read Home, Sean. Did you finish up that series? What did you think about that at the uh, for its final offering? I, know I you did were on... not read the last one yet. You did not read it yet. Um, read Moon Knight. We read Moon Knight. I did, uh, Sean, uh, Sean read it. Mike I did, did not. Moon Knight. I did read it. Yes, sir. Your thoughts on Moon Knight? I know you said you didn't really think too highly. Uh, number one was better. I did like number two. I mean, because the thing is, he's he almost like he can talk himself out of situations now. And But I definitely like number one a whole lot more. Number two is just a little slow for me. I don't know. I definitely like the character in general. Because I mean, I, I know when Mike and I talked the previous episode that we had that we all read number one. It's a new character to me. So, I mean, when I kind of like get to know him as a character, a lot of just actually through his dialogue. But no, I, I like him as a character. But number two is just a little too slow for me. Just a lot of talking. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't really hey, care. Baby, ain't that. nothing wrong with talking. That's what we do here every week. Also at the Comic Bookies podcast. So uh, what about the Joker six? You guys read that one? How do you guys feel about that one, man? That dude that had like a uh, slasher movie, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre written all over it, you know, like. But it's, it's just it, it, now they're in, now they're introducing <laughs> the those two brothers, the one that's in Arkham, you know, or that was in Arkham, and you know, for a uh, day. Yeah, when uh when um no, it was it when uh Gordon goes back and he tries to talk to them and move or move Joker to another cell and he said that it was his brother and then they give you the backstory now from the two brothers from Texas or whatnot. I I mean the Joker is one of my favorite books going right now. Um what else man? The Flash, Sean, you read The Flash? I you didn't get, get my DC. You didn't get the brother, DC. No, oh, yeah, I, just got my, I just got that DC today. So so just give me a a, a yes or a no on that one. Uh yeah, I, I'm down with the Flash, man. Pretty good. Uh, down, he's, he's you, know weird you guys down. remember in 772 that obviously him and Heat Wave or Heat Wave was diagnosed, I think, with a cancer came yeah, terminal out. Cancer. He, he was supposed to be doing good, but that boy, you was doing good. Now you're doing bad. Like <laughs> shout out, keep the sneak. But uh, <laughs> no, <nah>, he <laughs> he was uh he was supposed to be doing uh good, but then he went on a little rampage. Uh, let's just say this uh. The Flash in this in this time it's Wally West doing what he does best, Wally West, and uh kind of calming them down, and that's what I'm gonna leave it at. So when you guys read it, you guys will know where it, direction it's gonna go in for seven seventy four. But Mike, uh, Pennyworth, I know yeah, you read I, that. I have it right here. I I enjoyed it, especially since it's like a seven issue miniseries, you know, so it's like it wasn't unbelievable, but it's like, you know what? I I, I did enjoy that one. And this is why we had I was gonna say this is why we do this live. Uh we're kind of two weeks of books. There's a lot of stuff to go through. If I anybody's know. there, shoot it. I mean, if you guys want us to keep talking more about a book, ask us questions. If you guys want us to talk about and some you know, because I know we're kind of just going through them, but man, I mean, let us and know what you want us to talk about. Too, guys. These are definitely like a lot a good platform where we're just throwing a lot of recommendations too. I mean, I think that's one especially like how Mark alluded or Mike just mentioned how Pennyworth, a little seven issue miniseries. And it's a cool little book. Like it is actually Pennyworth focusing on him. So I don't know. I really like it too, bro. I, you know, Pennyworth actually kind of reminds me in some ways of like a bondish type character. Yeah, of course. I don't know if it's just you, but no, I, I like it though. It's definitely, a I mean, he's bond, younger, a so he's bond, not just 
a bondage, bond. yeah, bondage, a, a bondage bond. type character. <laughs> bondage. <laughs> um, but, but no, you're right. That. Like how he came up, you know, like in the military and just being like who he was and all the skills that he brings. Because when like, you first watch your movies, your TV shows, your books featuring Batman, you know, he's like some, you know, kind of some mm-hmm. Bruce, Bruce. some withered little, you know, you know, butler. You don't envision him doing this. That's why I really appreciate the Pennyworth series, too. Which I need to, I need to like get like some kind of like uh, epics seven day preview and just binge watch like that second season because I think the third season like from what I'm hearing is coming to HBO Max. So, but then again, if I can wait, I can just binge watch it. But um, Eve number four was good from Boom Studios. That was good. Uh, I think number five is the fifth and final issue uh, coming out next month. But they finally find the vault. Um, they find like the sister, you know. Um, that's a pretty good story. So we'll see how that, uh, you know, is going to it's end. All right. It, yeah. I mean, that first issue was like, whoa, like was Rated. really good. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like, just kind of staying stagnant. C plus B minus. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I really wish, especially you, Sean, because like, you know, you're fantastic Four. you like that, you know, the movies and stuff, man, this fantastic Four life story. This is a, really, it's a really good book. They go by the decade. So issue one was the 60s, then the mm-hmm. 70s. Just goes through their life story. And now with this one was the 80s. Like Reed Richards, it's all about Galactus. Like he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Like you know, we need to prepare for it. And then you have like Tony Stark like trying to help him out. Like he's not Iron Man, but he's just trying to help him out. And then you know Reed Richards and you know Sue Storm are now like divorced. And uh, like she's like, you know, with Namor, uh, pretty much the Marvel equivalent of Aquaman, you know. So and then like, yeah, it's a really good story, really good. And it's all during the 70s. So it's like Cold War stuff. So it's like Russia, Mm -hmm. United States and like the Cold War as well. So it's like during that. So this is the 80s. So this is also like, you know, Cold War during that time. So it's like like Ronald Reagan is a president and everything. So, man, you know, when this comes out, I think it's like a five. Was it six issues? Maybe it's only like five or six because you know 90s and the 2000s. Maybe yeah. it's six issues. I forgot what what how many issues. But like when this comes out as a f- collected volume, something really really to pick up. Um, Infinite Frontier. Um, Mark, <laughs> you like Infinite Frontier oh. with Thomas Wayne and President Superman? I dropped it. You dropped it. I mean, it's just. I mean, it, I, it's Williamson, right? We'll yeah, get to Williamson. him a little bit later, but it's Williamson, I mean, right? I mean, like, this is one of the stories that was kind of like War of the Realms, where it was like, I'm kind of confused because I don't get any of, like, the tie-ins, but, like, the main story. So then going forward, like, what if they reference Infinite Frontier, like, in Batman or your detective? You know, like, it's – wouldn't you agree that it would be good to have, like, some familiarity with it, you know? Yeah, but – Like, with Roy Harper being, like, the Black Lantern, he being all zombieist and stuff, and then the the Justice League incarnate, like, they help him – you know, like I, I understand where you're coming from and psycho pirate, you know, like I understand where you're coming from. It's a lot to take in, especially since a lot of these characters, pretty much 90 percent of them. You never read in, pirate. Yeah, you've never read in any other story. That, you know, that, that, that could be a don't don't tell the, the new fans at Allegiant Stadium that they might that, that, might, that might be what they want to be called. We were called the black hole in Oakland. They might be wanting to call the psycho pirates, man. <laughs> there you go. But I mean, like, it, like this, you know, fourth of sixth issue was pretty good. You know, I don't know where it's gonna go. It's just if too much for me, man. I know. It's, too, it's know. too much for me to take in. It's too much a twist on the 
on the detective, the Batman stories that I'm liking right now, the Harley and what they're doing in that type of realm. And it's just, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's too much for, sorry, sorry if you guys hear that. We got a HP uh, laser jet printer going off in the background. I don't know what my wife (laughs) is probably printing at this moment, but uh, sorry if you guys hear that. Uh, I like the story that I'm getting as uh, like, you know, that's off the infinite frontier. That's a lot. You know, there's just there's a fear state coming out pretty soon. Um, you know, yeah. there's just there's too much that they do. I guess I'm just trying to stick with uh, with like the main you, uh, not not the not the dessert, not the appetizer, just the main course right now, if you will. Yeah. Right. OK. On top on top of everything else. On top of everything else that I'm reading as well, um, with you know, with my smaller publishers, because uh, I, you guys are gonna hear it because I'm gonna get it in like two months. But I actually got a book from a publisher that I don't know if you guys have ever even gotten one. I think I'm gonna be the first host on the Comic Bookies podcast to introduce Oni, O N I. I know you guys see him in previews. Oni Press. Oni Press. Is. And I, uh, I got one this week from uh, Top Cow. There it is. I, I got like St. Mercy it. number one from Top Cow. I think they're they're just a, an uh like you know how uh like Skybound's under Image. I think like I think it's under the Image's name. But yeah, St. Mercy. So, so that one right I got there. This week. That right there is where I have to make a decision. You know, do I go with keep going with more and more and more crazy just dc multiverses universes or do i like dwindle that down a little bit keep my main course of my main dc's actions uh batman's whatnot you know and then subscribe to more different uh (laughs) very truly right there i like that you know pull different publishers pull an own ONI press you know uh pull yeah. uh, uh eat the rich from boom that i'm gonna get into in a second but man when i'm when i get this you're gonna love this once you finally get into it i'm gonna open it up right here maybe me make a youtube video of it you're gonna love this you're gonna love bow fam because we finally get him back and we get appearances by okay and we get an appearance by someone else that i believe might be a little bit at the end of this book, which you did read. I so, did read that one. You know, so I mean, dude, oh. I I love the stories Arkham that Knight? were. This too, man. This has nothing to do with anything, but it is oh, black label. Oh man, well, you guys didn't read. Oh man, I might open. Yeah. I think I might open it up tonight and read it. I might open that up like, like right after. I'm we getting blue read. Ball, I'm getting blue balled over here because it's like I want to talk about all these. I got no host, no co-host to talk about it with. But I know. So I, know. I guess since I can't talk about uh, Bow Fam and Clown Hunter, I can't talk about Batman Catwoman from TK. I guess we can't talk about Tamaki's uh, Detective if you want, Mike. Yeah, but yeah, if you sure. Go ahead, get into it. If not, I'm going to get into this book by Boom that I'm about to pull and that it came out last week. And uh, so I go ahead, Mike. Earlier too, or tomorrow? I mean, you know, we have everything going on in, in Gotham still, you know, all of his. <laughs> there you go. Uh, his underground, you know, Batcave was pretty much ruined. He has to find like somewhere else, you know, obviously because he got caught by the cops and he just has to like lie low. Love. His apartment got blown up by Worth. They're 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 uh 
Yeah, dude, what are they doing? They're they're um, siphoning out Vil's uh, parasite bacteria, and they put it into like a dart gun and got and they're like si- yeah, exactly. They're like infecting other people, including Batman. Yeah, so I mean, this story is getting crazy and detective. And Sean, shame, shame, shame on you. You know why? Because I forgot to tell you, and this is the biggest thing that I got out of Batman Detective or Detective Comics was the Arkham Knight. Freaking Knight. Finally. Supposed to be, supposed to be in a morgue from huh? that A-Day explosion, and he's and, the, and she's gone from the morgue. They check her little – they pull out her little yeah. – Arkham she Knight gone. is – Astrid Arkham is not there. So no, somewhere been, along the line – oh, We've been doing this podcast 123 episodes now, and we're talking about uh, Arkham uh, – Astrid, what? It was like in the first 50 – episodes i mean she was, we were it's, that it was, was a issue, while issue 1000 it was 41 issues ago go yeah so that's crazy I, I don't understand what their thought process is when they when they take out like we mentioned i just mentioned clown hunter bow fam Bao right fam, yeah they, they they take him out for so long they get you going and then they just man it's like a drug bro they give you mm-hmm. to you they give it to you and they take it away man Yes, so, and then and then of course the last page, or is the last page you have uh, Jason Todd Red Hood at the very end. So we'll get in, into him more a little bit later when I want to talk about Titans. I've watched the first episode of the new season, just the first one. I didn't know that they were releasing the first three episodes the first week, but I, I did watch the first. So eat the rich, that. guys. Boom Studios, Sarah Gailey, Piers Bach, Roman Titov. Man, I can this, take it. You really liked it. It was pretty good. Did you read it? Yeah, I did. Oh, Eat the Rich? I did. Oh, I didn't know you got it. Okay, let's talk about I it did. then, man. What do you it think, was dude? Cool. Did you did man. you read, did you read Red Border from AWA? The four issues? Okay. So um it reminded me of Red Border. And uh, what, what what was it? Um, Twilight. No, and like a kind of it was like a red border kind of mixed with the the nice house on the lake. It's like a oh, oh it's it's a nice right? house out there, <laughs> dude. It, I mean, picture like dude who hasn't seen his like friends or people in so long, and the last time he's seen them was the last time he ever drank alcohol. But it's more than that. That's what you kind of start realizing. Like he's start, you know, he's going up there with his girlfriend, whatever she is to him. And oh, the last time I seen them, you know, was the last time I ever drank. But that ain't just the last time he's seen them. Like they're into some like off the wall rich people type stuff. I mean, yeah, there's definitely like some. There's like this one scene where they sew like something getting chopped up. And I mean, so that's basically this girl. She's dating this guy. I think they met him in like fi- law law school or or some type of like uh, business school. And they're so the the guy's parents are rich. The family's rich. They have butlers. They have nannies. In the you know they're telling like you can't even talk to the nannies. Like oh you can't talk to like the workers or whatever. It's like yeah, how bad if you do? And she yeah, and she's just like a regular like uh you know next door ne- your next door neighbor type chick right as you will. But and then she's like oh, I, I'm trying to fit in so hard with my boyfriend's family and it's like. 
she she's like these people are so weird and she's it's like she's thinking like she wants to fit in with like the whole glitz and glam type of like money side of the family but now she's like finding out that there's a lot more going on like sean said you got pretty much like people getting chopped up people uh getting called out at you know at what, what, it's all roast. I'm talking like parties where you're like roasting people on like their affairs. Like it is like grimy. Like damn, yeah. That's right. Crazy. The landscaper. So there was the <laughs> yeah. landscaper that kept the grounds clean for all the rich people, and he was like retiring. And part of his retirement was that they had to roast them. And every time like some dude got roasted or something, they left the room. And then, dude, it, it's like so. Like I said, it's like it kind of feels like Get Out, like the movie Get Out. Yeah, it has like I did an aspect to it. I know what you're saying. It's a trip. It's a hmm. different like they're normal, and the whole time the girl's like, "What the hell is going on?" And the very end is her like turning the corner, and is that her man like slicing some guy's throat? Um, I th- at the very very end. At the very when, end. Yeah, when she yeah. catches the dude on the beach, or she goes back out to the beach to like get a breather, and then she sees something. Yeah. Or some dude getting his throat slight, and it looked like it may have been her man, and like that's their normal. Like they're into like, again, house is isolated from anything. There's a helipad, so and it, definitely and if, something worth. And if you guys are looking at this right now, this is the reason why I don't get Infinite Frontier because shits like this come along all the time, and then I gotta, I'm like, oh, let me see how good number one's gonna be, and then number one, of course, is effing fire. And here we are having to pull it. So now I got to email or tell Alex on Friday when I pick up my stack uh, that we're all good, that we're getting eat the rich on the pull list because uh, I think it's probably a mini series. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool though. I enjoyed it, man. Pretty pretty good uh, first read. Well, I'm sorry we have to cut the uh, comic book uh, discussion short, Mark. Uh, but don't worry, we'll have all those books uh, read. And if, if they're good enough in a couple weeks, we're going to review that, too. So we have two more weeks, actually, like this week and then next week. Yeah, yeah, So when we come back on the on the NFL side, on the comic book side, we'll definitely talk about those books. But um, to answer, let's get into some some news. But before I get into some of those other news, uh, Joe asks, how would you all like that season three Titan so far? Uh, Joe, I'm going to assume that uh, since it's been out two weeks now, there's that's four episodes. I've actually watched the first episode and that's it so pretty much like a lot of the stuff that you saw in the trailer for the season a lot of it you saw in the first episode you know you're introduced to um barbara gordon introduced to tim drake who's a future robin uh you also you know have the whole carnival scene and jason todd pretty much you know like if you read any kind of you know if, if you read comic books you know that jason todd gets killed by the joker and then comes back as red hood later so that's the whole from the preview that's the whole shtick of this season is him coming back as red hood and then the very last scene of course of that first episode is pretty much like the same exact thing as that scene if you read the if you watch the animated movie uh batman under the red hood um pretty much red hood introducing himself to all like the local gotham uh, gangsters like the high rollers and stuff pretty much i'm here i'm calling the shots blah 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 so yeah so that was pretty much all that happened in the first episode really good so far um don't know what to expect as far as episodes two through whatever, 10, 12. But yeah, hopefully on the next couple of days, especially before we record in two weeks, I'll have a lot more episodes that I'll have watched and we'll review more. But Sean, 
get caught up? Like, how far are you in Titans? I'm actually on episode three or four of season two. Okay, cool. So did you meet Superboy yet? I don't think I maybe like made an episode or two before that. I haven't met him yet. Okay, cool. So yeah, so you'll enjoy that and then yeah, get caught up and then so that way we can uh, discuss. So what we also can discuss is what if. So we usually we usually talk about our shows like last. So since I'm on that little train, let's talk about what if. So uh, if no one knows what 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 if is, it's pretty much an animated series that Disney Plus is doing from Marvel, and it's pretty much asking the questions. I think they had comic books on this as well. Like what if this happened? What if that happened? And it's pretty much narrated by the Watcher, you know, uh, just some cosmic being, you know. And uh, the first episode was what if Maggie Carter became Captain America and not, you know, Steve Rogers. And then the se- second episode is what if T'Challa became Star-Lord and not Peter Quill. So, Sean, how did you like both episodes? Which one did you like more? It, like, you know, I I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. It's cool, especially being I'm animated. I'm with you on that, bro. You know, it's funny because I think this actually had the lowest rating out of, like, the new Disney shows, uh, the Loki uh gosh can't even think of the other ones uh winter yeah, soldier winter soldier wandavision yeah. all of them this actually had the lowest but it's like this actually was one of the very early and enjoyable ones it was hella good i liked I mean, it for animated I, series i yeah. you know i mean a series but i definitely enjoyed both of them if i were to like one more than the other maybe like a god by like an inch i did definitely like a uh, black panther t'challa nah. That was my favorite one. That was badass, man. That was really, really cool. I, I definitely like that. And, and then like, like Thanos is good. Like they turned Thanos him to, is to be good. good. I lost my mind when I was seeing this. Like Thanos is actually good. I was like, okay, this is totally what if. But man, the way they're putting it together, even uh, with the uh, Maggie Carter being, you know, Captain America, they still have Steve Rogers there. But it, it's crazy. Like he gets shot. So I mean. Basically, she has to go in, you know, real quick and don't turn into basically Captain America. And it, it's crazy, man. Yeah. And it and like the whole episode was like her pretty much having to prove herself as a woman in the 1940s that like I can be Captain America. Like, oh, like like we wasted that serum on you and whatever. But that was a really good episode. But to Charlie, like man, how it ended too. How'd you like how it uh, number one ended where she actually, you know, the war is already over. You seen you. Samuel Jackson. So you got to keep that same theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, and then they actually and I like how the collector had like a bigger part than just kind of like a side part. He was like the main villain who like collected all exactly. these things. And um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. And you had like Nebula, you had all those characters, but they knew T'Challa as Star-Lord and not you know, Peter Quill, but you know, they, they, they actually brought... mentioned Peter Quill too. They mentioned, I think they accidentally got T'Challa or something. Well, they were looking, they were looking, yeah. like, is this Peter Quill? Like, does exactly. this look like Peter Quill? Peter Quill. And, they're, and they're like, who yeah. cares? He, like, who cares? He's from Earth. Just take him. But then they, but then Peter Quill was at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. He was the one mopping up and stuff. So, um, but yeah, exactly. but those are really good. I, I th- I do think that what if is getting like not such good reviews because one people like, you know, live action, you know, a lot of people who are on the more like younger side, they'll like the like, animation. So it's like, Oh, it's a kid stuff and it's off continuity. I don't think this has anything to do with like, you know, all the TV shows and movies that you're currently watching, getting us ramped up for, for phase four. Like you don't like after Loki, you don't have to watch, you know, what if 
to like get yourself ready for Shang-Chi. Like Shang-Chi is the next one in line, you know, and then I think maybe the Eternals, but then you have Hawkeye's TV show that's, you yeah. know, involved. And then of course, Spider-Man, we'll get into that bull crap trailer in a second. Um, but yeah, no, so, so far so good. Uh, episode three came out today. I didn't watch it. E- even if you did, I really didn't think that, did, did you see what the title was? Did you see what it was? I haven't seen it or any of the titles or anything on it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because I I know every Wednesday it comes out. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's 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 gonna be a good one. It's gonna be like a nice little break in between Loki and then being able to watch um, uh, Shang Chi. So I think what you just said is actually like what makes it like that much like kind of just fresh. It's nothing that has to do with kind of this universe, this what's going on. Something that's just it's off continuity it's something different i think that's what i like about it because it seems like every show you know do i need to know do i need to pay attention do i need to watch it man you don't need to watch this and if you Mm -hmm. watch it it has nothing to do with the movies so i really like that aspect of it yeah so just to 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 round this out uh episode three is called what if the world lost its mightiest heroes and the it's pretty much nick fury struggles to launch the avengers when candidates are targeted by a serial killer so pretty much your Iron Man, your Hulk, your Thor, you know, all those guys are targeted by a serial killer. So they're getting picked off one by one. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll talk about that in a few weeks. Uh, but as far as um, headliners are concerned, going back to the comic book side, um, Mark, we noticed that I sent you guys the text like right before the episode started that someone is taking over Batman. James Tinian is off of Batman come December. And Mr. From day from day one up until about, what, six months ago, uh, who was on The Flash, Josh Williamson is taking over Batman. So um, what's your guys' first feelings on that? Man, he's rubbing all the right spots at the execs over at DC. That's for damn sure. When, uh, when you stepped away earlier, I was telling Mark, he actually tweeted an hour ago, and now it's been about two hours ago. On the day he found out he was writing The Flash, his daughter was born. On the day that he found out he's writing Batman, his daughter's first day of kindergarten. <laughs> Talking oh, about no things way. going crazy for him, man. Awesome. That's pretty crazy, yeah, because, yeah, we started, yep, started reading The Flash uh, in, in Rebirth uh, in 2016. So, yeah, that makes sense. Four or five, five years later, that's crazy. Well, I know how we, you know, we felt about the Flash. There was some good moments, and there was definitely some uh, slower moments. But he obviously, I think, has some big shoes to fill because James Tynion is James Tynion's. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, he definitely has a standard. He could live up to it. He is a good writer, so it should be good. Hopefully. I mean, you- if, if if it's anything like his first like few arcs of the Flash, it's gonna be fire. You know, true. God's- godspeed and mm-hmm. um what was the one with the blood he who was the the indian guy from heroes uh, what was his what uh, was his uh, 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 uh name like blood work blood work it was blood work yep something blood like work. that yeah he like created so many new villains and stuff like the whole like um the black hole uh arc like he created all of that his first handful of arcs from the flash was a uh, like amazing what was um, what was that that arc that we read uh year one or something yeah year oh. one was cool but then after they hold they had like the whole force war which they're doing already now in the flash i'm like watching the flash i'm starting to catch up that whole force war with the strength and the sage uh force and the speed force that was josh williamson like two years ago and they're already mm-hmm. taking that uh storyboard and they're TV. 
planning it into the CW. Like they can't think of anything else to put in there. But um, but yeah, but like I said, if it's going to be with the transition to uh, Williamson, if it's going to be anything like his run in The Flash, the first six months to a year will be fire. So can't wait for that. And that's all we have on Judge Williams. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, hey, what? We'll it's not. I mean, I'm going to keep reading it. Obviously, it's Batman. I'm not going to stop uh, pulling Batman. But at the end of the day, you know, Williamson's not the worst. He's not the best. He's not my favorite. He's not my least favorite. But hey, uh, give him a chance. Like you said, if it's anything like when I first started reading The Flash, when I started uh, recording this podcast and uh, everything. Hey, uh, I mean, but like, but like here. Let, let me tell you something. Like, like, do I change your how you feel now? Like when I tell you that the person who's writing Nice House on the Lake, the Joker, and the Department of Truth is now getting off of Batman. It's like, oh, that's dude. what I was gonna ask you though, Michael. Um, do you, you know? think? Do you think that this comes because I, I, in my personal opinion, why does DC kick Tynion off right now? I mean, is he gonna keep writing Joker? You're not gonna write Batman, but you're gonna keep writing Joker. I think Joker's going to be passed mm. on to someone else. I think Let's... Tynion wants to do more of his own independent stuff. We've seen Scott Snyder go this way. We've seen 2020. Not only did the pandemic change the tech world, change the industry, check, change the business world and how, you know, we go forward with, with, you know, business and just life in general, you know? And I think that that uh, what, what's happening with these comics, I think Tynion, because because if I'm not mistaken, I think what Alex has told me is that Tynion is a product of Snyder. And it's kind of funny to me that they're both kind of going their their. I mean, I don't know if Tynion is going his like own way. Creator own uh, works, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And I don't know if that's the way Tynion's going right now, but don't be surprised. You're hearing it here first on episode 123. If he's leaving Batman, he sure as hell is going to leave Joker. I mean, he's going to finish out Nice House on the Lake, but he's got other stuff, man. He's got Department yeah. of Truth that he's with another publisher. And yeah, um, so, we'll, so it's going to be interesting to see over the next few months then what new projects that Tynion gets announced. That that are, that will be released early 2022, you know. And that's gonna take profit True. share. That's gonna take market share away from, like I mentioned earlier. I don't get Infinite Frontier and all that because I gotta get this. If you got Tynion on something like this, well, I gotta get. You know, it's probably gonna be pretty damn good. So a lot of this talent, yep. I'm not gonna say that this talent is getting stolen from DC and whatnot like that, but I think that a lot of this talent is realized how they can go or or what what more you know the entrepreneurship side of it as well you know you see you want to create your own thing writer creator publisher and whatnot so uh shout out to snyder and all these bigger names that are able to do that and as bigger names go out we you get mid-cap size names like a williamson that come in you know then williamson gets a you know it keep gets bigger and it's it's like a cycle if you will you know yep definitely agree definitely agree so uh going from that to disney um disneyland uh, unveils its genie plus plan so they're pretty much done with um you know your fast passes your max passes and everything so what they have now is something called genie plus and i'm trying to 
to recollect and remember this article so I can you know tell you guys. But uh, the base free model is something that's going to be connected to your tickets, connected to your uh, app, your Disney app. And pretty much it's going to be like an itinerary. You tell them what you wish to do. Certain restaurants you want to hit, certain rides, certain attractions, certain princesses you want to see. And they'll, the algorithm will shoot out, shoot you out an itinerary. So when you get to the park at 8 a.m., you like the thrill rides, you go to Space Mountain because it's going to be like the shortest line at that time. You know, they've done decades and decades of data um, that they know. And then right after that, you're going to jump over to Frontierland and you're going to do Thunder Mountain Railroad. And then you're, and then oh, you're probably hungry, so you're going to go to this booth right here and you're going to get a snack at this place because it's on your way from here to Star Wars Land and you're going to go ahead and do Smuggler's Run. You know, stuff like that. So, and then pretty much replacing the Max Pass, fifteen dollars every day per per day per guest, fifteen dollars in Florida, twenty dollars in California is like this genie plus thing. Um, it's pretty much you get to you get to do like one fast pass at a time. It's like the same thing, and it, and it gives you the uh, option to. Um, get at all the pictures that you take, you know, professionally, they give you that car. Then later you get to go and download as many pictures as you want. And then there's like, what's called like this lightning lane, I believe, where you get to do two of those rides in a day where you pay an extra fee to then do like front of the line or whatever access. So I'm hearing from uh, a bunch of the other YouTubers that me and my daughter, uh, watch that there's also going to be specific rides like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, like what, like their roller coaster in Disney World, and probably Rise the Resistance, to where you pay the twenty bucks or the fifteen, and then you got to pay an extra fee to get to those ones because they're like premier rides or attractions or whatever. So, uh, pretty crazy. Um, I mean, I, I think at least my trip that I go to in December, I'll, I'll at least do one of those days. Do that because I know my wife's gonna want a ton of pictures, especially if they're professionally done, and you get them all for free. And it's definitely worth the 20 bucks because if you don't pay that money and they give you that little card and you go to the website and you want like two pictures printed out, that's like 20 bucks in itself, if not more. So it's definitely worth it for at least one day. So, yeah, Disney going to Disney, right, Mark? 100%. Always um, going Disney. But, you know, hey, um, they got to change. I mean, I hate to see that they want to that they have to charge for it but if you don't charge for it then what's the difference everyone it's gets it right and then though, it becomes bro. the same thing right so yeah. i mean it's actually fairly cheap if you think about it you know you would think mm-hmm. it'd be a i get it it's per ticket so if you got like four tickets it starts to add up so they gotta drop it a little bit which is you know but i mean you gotta do what you gotta do we know how much revenue they lost in 2020 being shut down because the corona obviously the delta and whatnot is just always you know gonna be a thorn in their side right now for the foreseeable future and uh i mean you're i'm pretty sure you're gonna pay for it sean you'll probably pay for it it's uh i mean i mean like i said i'm probably gonna pay for it like the one day and just like concentrate on getting a bunch of pictures of, of the kids um, but the other days, I don't, I, I don't know if I will, if it's only us four, me and my wife, my daughter and my son, me and my wife are going to take advantage of the single rider line. You know, you, you go in that one short line where it's just one person, you ride the ride by yourself and then you get the stroller pass from the pe- person at the exit. Mm-hmm. They give you like this green piece of paper or a red piece of paper and you go out. I give it to her. She goes through the exit and she goes straight to the front. 
And it's like, oh, like I was watching the kids in the strollers, and it, hopefully they still have that that whole aspect. And you know, hopefully COVID didn't ruin that. But that's if that's still there, that's Look at what we're these guys. You guys are getting you guys are getting top notch secrets right here. Disney secrets, the stroller pass. Gotta know, man. Gotta yep. know. And then there's like two or three rides at Disneyland. One of them being the th- the 3D, you know, the Toy Story one where you pop the little things and you like shoot the targets and stuff. A little game. There's like three rides at the park to where there's like something called the Buddy Pass, and that's if if it's you, you're you know two significant others or two uh, like a couple, and they have one little kid who's able to ride. But like no one else is going to be able to go on there. They hand you a green piece of paper and then you get to go right to the front of the line because they're going to sit in between you. And there's you know, what I'm saying like if, if they're like the odd man out, but they're a little kid, it's something like that to where there's like two or three attractions at Disneyland or California Adventure to where you say, hey, do you have a buddy pass? Like the person, the attendant at the exit and he'll slip you a buddy pass and you go through the exit automatically. All three of you jump right on the ride. It was awesome. I did that for um, I forgot what the name is, uh, name of the ride. Mike knows all the hacks. Yeah. Yep. Hit you with that green pack, boy. Yep. Subscribe to uh, a couple of those YouTube channels, man. They they have definitely have the ins and outs. I actually know a few people, like our buddy Matt. He goes to Disneyland all the time, and he knows some of the ins and outs and secrets and tricks of the trade, you know. So, Um, but yeah. So on to Disney, uh, to another Disney, you know, now officially Disney, um, IP is Spider Man. No way home trailer comes out a couple of days ago. So um, I don't care about spoilers. It's just a, this is just a, a trailer for everyone. So I hope everyone watched it. But I mean, OK, I'm going to let you guys say what you have to say about it. And then I'll say my thing about it. Uh, it was three minutes and like something seconds. And there was a lot in it. But I think just because I know it's a Disney Marvel movie, there's going to be so much more because I did. It's funny. We talked and I had that one Second, I was like, damn, that trailer trailer had a lot. I kind of hope they didn't put the whole movie in the trailer. Of course they didn't. It's a Marvel movie, so I'm excited for it. I liked it personally. I mean, especially because I just like Spider-Man. I just love the character. I knew they were going to have Doctor Strange. We all knew. We got a taste of all the villains that are going to be in there, and there will probably be even more. There's not going to not be a surprise. Rather, it's another hero in there, uh, another villain in there. So... Oh no! Overall, I liked it. You know, it was cool. I even like this interaction between him and Doctor Strange. You already see some instant, already a little bit of, like the comedy in it. I'm like, okay, that's a Marvel movie. So overall, I liked it. It was cool. Okay, Mark. Well, I caught it pretty late. Um, I think it's gonna be a pretty good movie. They're releasing it what Christmas time? I saw in the trailer. It says this yeah, I think Christmas. It's, I think it's December. Yeah. Uh, you know. I I heard your take on it, which I'm you're about to spiel it out to the audience right now. <laughs> uh, so I mean, go ahead, let them have it. I think that you obviously have a great gripe for, on it, and uh, I don't know, man. Give it to them. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not really much of a critic. It on just it. it just it just gave me a bad feeling, you know. Like I don't know, I just started like I saw it. And it was besides my wife, I was the first person I knew who saw it. So she's she watched it. She sent it to me. And then I watched it. And I was like, first thing I thought was like, wait a minute. This whole movie is based off of Peter Parker talking too much. And that's how Dr. Strange screws up the thing. Like he doesn't touch him. He doesn't like, 
you know, he's not eating a bologna sandwich and like that gets thrown into the multiverse and like, you know, someone else getting hit in the face, of the bologna sandwich, like throw totally butterflies effects. And that's how, what, how you get. So you get three different Spider-Man, you get old villains, you get, you know, ramping up in this, this MCU, this stage four and someone who's not supposed like Seth Everett always says this, someone who's not supposed to be a dumb character. He's being a dumb character right there. Like someone else told me, they're like, oh, that's just Peter Parker being Peter Parker. I'm like, no, Peter Parker's not like dumb. He's like funny, but he's not being dumb. And like right there, he was being dumb. And he's like, oh, MJ can forget me? Oh, well, Henry or whatever is his uh, friend. <sighs> I can't have him forget me or whatever. So like, I mean, I'm always hearing like Henry I, I was see. getting questioned in the trailer, know. though. Yeah, he so, was. <laughs> that yeah, boy so had. the. You look up a hashtag of everything. It's like, oh, you know, uh, everything is Spider-Man. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Dude, if that trailer or whatever, or if that was, you know, the Flash, like I told you guys last night, that would have got dumped on. Like Rotten Tomatoes is going to have like a, you know, oh my God, they're going to, you know, give it a 100% like rating. But it's like, what? There better be, I'm just saying, there better be something else in the movie and in that scene to make it to, to you know, to get to where we are in the whole movie. Because I'm telling you, the rest of the movie looked badass. Like you see Doc Ock, you you hear at least, you know, Green Goblin, you hear that Electro's going to be there, the other Spider-Man and everything. It looks like a cool movie. Like I'm ready to see it in the theaters or at home. Like I really don't care. I'd rather see it in the theaters because that's going to be an action-packed movie. But yeah. I mean, yeah, just it's going to be a good theater movie. I, they know what had, they're doing. I had a bad – It's going to definitely be a good theater yeah. movie. I'm just saying I had a bad feeling after that scene. And then I started getting in my own head being like more of a DC homer like, wait a minute. Like if that was the Flash or Batman movie, people would be crapping all over it. But because it's hashtag MCU, hashtag Spider-Man, hashtag Disney, that's going to get like automatic. Like, you know, it's just such a bias since 2008. Like it's incredible. Like, yes, the movies and TV and like now Disney Plus TV shows are superior f- for the most part. But like sometimes so- something's got to be called out. And I swear I'm going to call I'm going to be calling that out until December, until Christmas. There time, it is. Until that scene comes out. Cause it's like, no, you can't just say like, Hey, what about this? Hey, what's your favorite color? Hey, where, hey, what city did you grow up? Will you stop talking? Boom. And all of a sudden this whole movie happens because like he couldn't, Dr. Steven freaking strange couldn't pay attention because Peter Parker was talking. That's just stupid. Stupid. Who was he talking about, Mike? Hmm? Who was he talking about? No, he was talking about like, Oh, like, wait a minute. Like, so no one's going to remember I'm Spider-Man? If he does what, this spell, what's going to actually he, he be does the this results spell. of it? Yeah, oh, about, yeah. Oh, but no, but what about MJ? Oh, but what about Henry? Like his his best friend, the Filipino kid. Like, oh, but what about him? No, no, I, no, I don't know if I can go through with this. He's like, stop, I'm trying kinda to do this. He's, like, doing this do he's doing his thing. And then yeah, he, goes, he, he goes, will you relax? Will you stop talking? Boat. And all of a sudden, like, I don't know. And then and then everything just gets, oh. It's dumb. That was dumb. Doctor Strange yeah, couldn't last, man. One minute, man, for D yeah. Strange. D Dot yeah. Strange. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Endgame, he thinks of billions and billions of outcomes and notices that, you know, Tony Stark dying Fine. saves the universe, but he can't cast a spell because a little because a eighteen year old kid's talking to him. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. You hear that, Marvel? You hear that, Disney? Comic bookies podcast right here, stupid. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and point me out the comic book where that actually happens. I'm like, oh crap, they actually copied an actual comic book. Okay, fine. Then I'll shut up. Or if there's something else in that scene that like happens, maybe something like he goes no, and like actually Peter Parker like goes to grab him and he grabs his hands. Then fine. 
But if it's just based off of him talking to him and him getting like flustered and stuff, then it's just dumb. But uh, hope I'm hoping I'm praying because I, I love these movies too. I'm fingers crossed that something else happens that makes him mess up. So do you think like how? I mean, obviously we haven't even watched the movies. So I know we can. Yeah, we can't even talk about it. So I guess the movies even comes out because I think like the way I took it was he doesn't want people to remember who he is. He goes to Strange. He says Strange basically do something to make it you know go away. Strange's homeboy says don't do it. He leaves. He winks at him. I got you. I'll do it. He's doing it. And Peter Parker starts talking to him like, hey, hold on. But if you do it, what's going to actually happen? Well, you know, pretty much everyone's going to forget you, you know, who you are, especially including uh, Mary Jane, your friend, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, is there a way to like do it without them forgetting? And I think the way I took it was kind of just like, just shut up, kid, while I'm doing this. Let me do it. But he also knew there was going to be some like consequences to a degree. But mm-hmm. I, it's a trailer to me. I don't know. That's I don't, a good aspect, Sean. I'll that's admit. Not the that's way a I good aspect. Yeah, I, didn't take, I didn't take it so serious like he messed up the spell. I think he actually did the spell. I mean, again, this is a freaking trailer. I just didn't look that. I didn't think that much into it. But, yeah, I thought people, it, but, but, people, but people do think but, uh, a whole hell of a lot of these DC trailers – they crap on the Batman because something else like, oh, did you see the Batmobile? Trash, trash, trash. But they see Spider-Man is like, oh, my God, Peter freaking Parker. Ugh, like, I love Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I love it. But like, but like any DC movie comes out, it's like Aquaman, yes. trash. Uh, that's the hell of Trash. That's the hell of You can't deny it. That's I think a different aspect too, because if you look at like if you if you take the time to think of like that scene the way like you're thinking about it, you really had to think into like that. And I'm not even gonna crap on the bat car because I like the bat car, but the bat car is actually there. You only need to think into it. You just gotta look at it. Do you like it or not like it? There ain't much thinking into that shit. I, I just got really negative, like you know, like when I, like after I saw that scene, I just like started to get in, like I start diving, I start to dive, I dove into much, a deep bro. hole of darkness, you know, it's like you know, and everyone's after DC and blah blah blah, like I know it's gonna be a good movie, and I know there's something more to the scene. I just like in that moment, I was just like, screw this, blah blah. blah you know? I thought he was being just an annoying little kid, like hold on, can you do the spell? But can we kind of have a couple things not happen. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just. But this is why I like different perspectives because Mike pretty much had me sold on the fact that oh it's, oh yeah how you gonna have, have him talk and you strange and you know could do all this in Endgame but then when Sean came on the mic and he started talking I was like okay I I kind of feel what Sean's saying too yeah I I don't know I I gotta watch the whole movie I yeah think, I, just gotta, I think well, Mike might, gotta watch it I think Mike might be a might be kind of undercutting it a little bit but I think what Sean was saying you know it might not be you know he just he just wanted like a little bit but I think that I think that the way they put it together isn't gonna be as bad as you think Mike and I think it's gonna be one of those movies that Mike's like. I watched it on Disney Plus, but damn right I would have paid thirty dollars a ticket. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, and then I, I just want to see one negative comment besides mine on Twitter. You know, I, I want to see just a, it another looks one. Good. I, I, no, I don't. I, I didn't I mean, say trailer. anything about the RS movie. I'm saying, I'm saying, leading, getting to that point. It is it's right. like Mike some. Just hella, it's Mike just hella too deep into that scene. This I thought he's just being an. I thought uh, Peter Parker just being an annoying ass little kid. And I think Doctor Strange has had that, like, dude, you shut up 
while I'm doing this, or I'm going to find a way to fuck this up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, see? No. You don't like that perspective, Mikey? It's a dumb way to, like, do it. That, like, totally opens up everything for the multiverse. And, like, what is is to come in all these movies and TV shows. Really? A kid distracting an adult? A wizard? A, a, a sorcerer but supreme? I don't, I don't even think it's he's dumb. distracting him. I think that's, that's probably, I guess, where the difference is. I don't think he's something distracting need, I'm just saying, him. something needs yeah. to happen. You know, something needs oh. to happen. Because, like, I, I know I'm going to like the movie. I just, you know, it just kind of irks me that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We Wait shall see. We shall see. Come September or uh, sorry, Christmas time. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a nice early Christmas gift if I'm <laughs> if I'm proved proven wrong. Hey, and I'll be the first to admit, like, oh, thank you, thank you. This happened, or you know, it's a totally you know completely different context. Like, oh, I I loved it. Like, you know, blah blah. blah. And I'm sure I will. I don't know. It's just you know, if but if I was involved in in any way in the Flash movie coming out, I'd be kind of pissed. Isn't that isn't that Flashpoint pretty much? Isn't that just, pretty much Flashpoint? Like well, undoing, mean, like undoing what Flashpoint, everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Is Peter Parker? Doctor Strange is casting a spell to then undo all that. that, and in doing so, he met he creates something completely different. The Flash runs so fast that he goes back in time and saves his mother, time. and he changes Bruce everything. Speed. He sets off a huge world war: Atlantis versus Themyscira. Like it's just totally different. So if I was actually the producer or whatever on the Flash, coming out around the same time, like you know, late 2021, early 2022, I'd be kind of pissed because what people are all funny is when the last movie did come out, the one with Mysterio and everyone found out he was Spider-Man. I swear. That's one thing I thought of is they're going to find a way to make people think like you can't have another Spider-Man movie and everyone from beginning to end knows he's Peter Parker. Like that's never been the case. No one, you know, for the most part, it's not public knowledge. People know who Iron Man is. People don't know who Spider-Man is. So, and yeah. obviously that's the route that they took. Flash yeah. uses speed, and of course, Strange is going to use some spell, of course. But I mean, people know who Clark Kent is in the comic books now. Yeah. So, I mean, but but then again, they're going through a huge an, another reset, another crisis thing. So that's going to go away. Alfred's going to come back into Bruce Wayne's life. So yeah, but um, yeah. So that's the Spider-Man trailer. I hope I hope everyone <laughs> enjoyed it. And I hope everyone enjoys the movie. I don't know. I will. But that is it for the comic books. Oh, trust me. That, that That's not going to be the last time we talk about uh, talk about uh, <laughs> this, no, the trailer or the movie. Not. We'll have some guests on hopefully between now and December. And, I'll, and I'm going to set them straight. Hopefully Alex gets with me because he'll be on in the next few weeks or to a month. He's got to get in for his quarterly uh, visit to the comic bookies podcast. But I hope he has the same um, thinking as me. But that's episode 123. Hope everyone enjoyed it. We've just hit the two-hour mark. So um, take us away, gentlemen. It's been a fun night. Episode 123, like Mike just said, simple words, a fun night. The guys get to hang out, talk sports, comics, entertainment, get to just bounce off ideas off each other. And, of course, the fans, the people listening currently live, always appreciate you guys, the people who will take the time to listen to this episode. Mike will have it up shortly in the next couple of days. Just keep supporting couple us, hours. guys. Hey, couple oh. hours. Hey, even better, guys. You guys heard it live. It'll be up in a couple hours. Just keep supporting us, as you know. We always say we appreciate it. You know, some free content for you guys. NFL coming up, guys. Fantasy football. Baseball is heating up. Got Daytona this weekend. And, of course, the fun movies. Uh, Shang-Chi coming out. Spider-Man at the end of the year. And don't forget about... 
you know, Flash in the worst, Batman in the worst. I mean, guys, it never stops. There's so much shit. <laughs> Let's just be honest. There's so much stuff, and it never stops. Definitely support your local comic book stores. In our case, at Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. And definitely should keep checking out the comic bookies, guys. We love you guys. Yes, yes, yes. Sean, you said it best. Uh, keep checking us out at the comic bookies uh, at gmail.com, at the comic bookies on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all the social media uh, platforms alike. Thank you guys for uh, being here with us, uh, Mike and Sean. Thank you to my co-host. I appreciate uh, us doing this. It kind of sucks every other week. Bear with us because uh, Mike, 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 uh, the artist, uh, has promised that we will get back on track on our weekly because I feel like so much is missed when books getting delayed through the mail because of certain circumstances. When certain things are going on, I feel like this uh, bi-weekly books not being read bullshit is not going to cut it with the comic bookie fans. But nonetheless, yes, uh, like I said, man, thank you. Uh, The summer's coming to an end. These fires are burning uh, here. Hopefully they're getting contained in California. Uh, Haiti, shout out to them with their... uh, uh, with their hurricane and i think there was a a earthquake as well and it's just uh so much stuff mother nature is uh letting us know that she's here and she's alive but nonetheless the comic bookies podcast is always here and alive and well thank you to our sponsor sean said it comic bookies uh, uh teamed up with ti comics thank you guys free comic book day has came and gone if you guys i know a lot of books i know a lot of stores in the bay area did not participate, but if you guys got a couple books on free comic book day, let me know because I might have a little review for you on that Trailer Park Boys uh, comic that came out. But nonetheless, uh, we love you. Uh, if we don't talk to you guys by Labor Day, have a fun and safe Labor Day to all the Americans and whatnot. Let's get it. EPL, we didn't talk about them. We'll talk about them next week, but uh, a lot of stuff going on, soccer. And don't forget, the USA guys have won three straight matches against Mexico, man. In the <laughs> Nations League, in the Copa like Oro, and tonight in the All-Star game. So to the <laughs> Sean's favorite rivalry, um, it's uh, America 3-0 and in the last three matches, baby. So let's get it. Thank you, guys. Comic Bookies, we love you. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, check us out, subscribe to the YouTube and Twitch pages, uh, for all of our shorts, our videos, our live streams. Um, dude, go and check out Kickstarter. I have a few, uh, small publishers reaching out, um, you know, saying, oh, can we review your book and stuff, but go and check out your Kickstarter, go and check out all these small time guys trying to get their books out, guys and girls, all your small, you know, your local comic book shops, go and support them, dude. Uh, Joe, Peace out, bros. Thank you so much to everyone who joined the chat. One final shout out. Let me go get it real quick. Let them know. Let them know. Here's the hand-painted copy of Parallel. Beautiful. There it is. But we just found out today that Jason Douglas has been nominated for two Rigo Awards. Let's Uh, go. Sorry, Ringo, not Rigo. Congrats, brother. Yeah, but, but... 
Thank you so much, uh, Jason. You've been on the show for three times, hopefully a fourth, fifth, tenth time. We love you. Um, thank you so much to him for creating this book. You know, we have we all have like three or four issues each, but uh, I'm not too sure what the categories are. But good luck. Hope you win. Um, and I hope everyone can listen to this and subscribe to our channel. And yeah. Join us every single week for the Comic Bookies podcast. We will see you back in two weeks. But after that, we are back every single week. Enjoy Weekly. sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. See you all next week. Peace. Peace.